I'm going to say something to you. You're smart, you're talented, you know a few things, but talent means nothing in this game if you don't make the right choices. There's plenty of talented people out there who never see the light of day anymore. Last thing, it takes discipline. Because this whole game is one big long shot. And if you don't have the discipline to stay away from the flyers or from the gambles or whatever else you want to call a stupid move, then my friend, I'm afraid to say one day you will go down. It's inevitable. Give us something. <laughs> You got nothing? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll go without something. <laughs> nothing is something. <laughs> nothing is something. All right. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Fascinated with Booms. What's going on? What's going on? Seems like we've... Am I not been? I can't tell where I've been here or not. Yeah, well, we I'm had lost. a uh, Yeah, we had some time off with the... Uh, you guys had some time off because we did the Harry Potter pod. Yeah. Hopefully you guys... We you didn't guys... make the test. I know, right? We, had... we gave, They gave us a Harry Potter test and we both failed. <laughs> like, I'm getting somebody else to do this. <laughs> I can't let the integrity of the show go down. Just <laughs> you guys can't appreciate... Yeah. The, the prisoner of who? Something. <laughs> who the hell is a snake guy? You guys are Akbar? Admiral Admiral Akbar? No, 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 no. I'm a, I'm a flivering. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you learned something from the pod. Or, or we didn't I did. It's confusing to keep them all straight. That's oh, what yeah. I learned. Yeah. <laughs> there is a lot. No, I mean, well, and, like eight episodes. And too. like you said, I mean, because admittedly, I, I definitely got a little lost. But like you said, you know, as far as like the Marvel pod, like if you don't watch it, yeah. it it's all Greek to it's, me. It man. is all Greek. You know? <laughs> so, uh, well, this week we've got something very special. Uh, we've got heist films. Heist films. You know, and this was always a great. That's it. I'm great stealing subject. the lead. I'm heisting this now. <laughs> Heist this pod. <laughs> I did not see that. I'm changing it. It's a cartoon pod. Twist. <laughs> I did not see that. There's pod. a lot. There's. Uh, people, some people will get upset because I know that I know there's some old movies that were. Oh yeah, there's a ton of movies we one left of them off might on this, but have been called Heist. I can't remember. What's uh, yeah, there was a movie called Heist actually. Yeah, and Thief. There was a good one that was on James my Con, potential. Right? Yeah, the James yeah, Con one. Uh, they redid it. They redid it with somebody. I want to say it was Statham. Keanu Reeves. Uh, oh, uh, Statham. It was they? Statham. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, he needs to be a supporting player. I don't like him. He's not a leader. I like him. He's better now. I think now that he's gone through that stage of. Transporter 12 and uh, <laughs> movies they've Expendables done. Expendables 5. I, what was the Transporters movies about? He's Transporting just, he pe- just transported people? Yeah, he was just a driver and, stuff, and yeah. you would put something in his car and he wouldn't look at it and if they, you uh, know, he'd get didn't it. Didn't Ryan like, Gosselin do that movie? Uh, yeah, he maybe like later. Driver or something oh, driver, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and then and Baby Driver was Yeah, and then you got his little brother doing Baby Driver. Oh, we need now is Teeny Driver. Do you know the best Jason Statham movie in my opinion he was on that Melissa McCarthy movie Spy, and he was so was freaking he? funny. Oh, man. yeah, so funny. I kind of remember Every that. time he came on screen, he had he would list his abilities of what he can do and what he can't do. Yeah, we got someone uh, interfering with the podcast studio here. Yes, what, what? Who's coming in? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually uh, looking forward to seeing. I'm hoping it's going to be good. Is Meg? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be good. I, I'm going to give the it a Meg. shot. Oh, The Meg, Which sorry. is weird. Yeah. I think it should probably be more Meg, but well, yeah. I watched a trailer the other day with, what is uh, it? with Haley. It's it's deep blue sea, but even more cheesy, and the, the shark looks like it's the size of a house. It's a Megalodon. Yeah. It's a, it's oh, it's an animated Yeah, it's a film? CG. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it's a CG. regular movie, but it's, it's like a CGI shark, so it's like bigger, oh. bigger jaws, yes. you know? Yeah. <laughs> It looks, it looks Sharknado? Pretty, it yeah. looks pretty fucking bad. <laughs> I mean, not that it's not going to be cheesy good, 
but no. it's, well, yeah, it's, and I, I people love sharks, man. Yeah, shark Week, I, and it's is, got a decent cast in right, it. it it's got Ruby week. Rose, who's super hot in it, uh, and uh, Statham, like you said. Yeah. I don't know who the other people were in it. I don't know. Uh, they were famous though. It had more of a, a better cast, and they've, they're timing it really well with Shark Week coming out. Shark Week, uh, Shark Week starting. Yeah. Is that this weekend? It's I think going it's on. No, this it was been going on. It's been going on. Yeah. Because they have a, I know it's they have a be special shark month. They have a special yeah, with no Gronk kidding. in with sharks. What's that? Gronk. Oh yeah, is yeah. Uh, in there like not fighting sharks but swimming with sharks. He wanted to fight so. him. They just wouldn't let him. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope that uh, Samuel Jackson is in that movie and gets eaten by a shark. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he did that already. I know. Deep Blue Sea was all right and everything, but yeah, the, even the special effects on that were oh yeah, uh, yeah. were a little cheesy. Those sharks were pretty crazy. Looking. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll tell you, they weren't great whites. They were something else. I think they were some kind of like hybrid, hybrid. shark, yeah, yeah, yeah. like. We took military all the shape, weapon. Yeah, we yeah. weapon military weapon grade shark. Yeah. yeah. And today, uh, Mission Impossible comes out, the Fallout. I definitely want to go oh, check wow. that out. See, that would have been a heist movie. I thought any about of those, it. But any I, of those would be heist movies. I thought yeah. about it, but. Yeah, the first one, getting the knock list, super heist movie. Yeah. Super heist. Uh, Even some Indiana Jones movies. I thought about oh, yeah. that, too. Yes. Yeah. You could always go out of the box. You want to go crazy at some point, you add it, too. Yeah. Dave has a pick on his that I didn't think of at all. And it's a very big heist movie. They even had a nickname for themselves. Yep. <laughs> That's how much heist they are. <laughs> so it, it's weird that it's always it's one of those subject matters where the, a lot of them are anti-heroes, you know, because you deep down inside you Stealing. want the guy to get away with absolutely. it. Absolutely, know? yeah, absolutely. Because Stealing's there's, there's bad. something about it. <laughs> Did you steal when you were a kid? Without uh, admitting too much, uh, I'm, I'm going to plead <laughs> the fifth. Right. What about you? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> See? No, that's what, when you ask a thief that, <laughs> and they give you that response, that's your nose. I, yeah. had, a, I yeah. had a shoplifting phase where I went through, and it was it was bad, and I had to get out of it just as fast as I got into it. I can't. I couldn't. I can't do it. No. I, I'll, just, I'll just say that I made the paper and got a name similar to that of <laughs> the Wet Bandits. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. There's a lot of these, and because a lot of these movies, they're, they're stealing, not many of these, they're stealing from like... Little old ladies. Little old ladies yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. It's like the big corporations and you're like, oh, Stealing right. is stealing. Yeah. <laughs> well, sort of. If you're stealing from some big ass company and it's... I had an insurance company send me a big check and then they asked for it back yeah. and I gave it back. You can't, Ugh. you don't do the crime unless you can do the time. Yeah. Insurance fraud is actually pretty big too. Yeah, so a, for 800 bucks, I, I, I'd say that was the right yeah. decision. Yeah. Eighty thousand? I might have moved. <laughs> Go a long way in Costa Rica. Yeah, yeah. Dave's not Hell here, man. Yeah. Dave's not here. Yeah. <laughs> not here, man. I don't know where he is. <laughs> so yeah, it's interesting. And this, like you said, there's a bunch of these we're gonna uh, wind up leaving off. I know it's probably gonna piss most people off that we're not going to talk about Heat on this because it probably is one of the better heist movies. But we've talked about it a lot on pods so we decided to give it a break and go a little deeper into the uh catalog here of heist movies and like i said there's ones that it's you don't even think of them as heist movies but uh, then you're what's the one where he's like do the job do the job do the job oh that's sexy beast sexy beast Sexy beast is a good heist movie i didn't even think about that one see there's ones that every time i look at one i think <laughs> lots of, of stealing going on, stealing <laughs> going on in Hollywood, you know? <laughs> they steal the script from each other yeah i know <laughs> Yeah, it is crazy. So, so yeah, we got a pretty good list of 15 set up here. So you want to start right off into it? I say we do it. All you right. call the shots. Let's Unless see. Justin steals it away from you. Yeah. <laughs> steal it. Steal it, Justin. All right. So uh, number five, 1999, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Sean Connery, Ving Rhames, 
Entrapment. Damn, I forgot Ving Rhames was in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's totally kind of he he's kind of uh, Sean Connery's handler. Yeah, you you mentioned Catherine Zeta Jones, and I was like, oh, he's going Zorro. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> this Entrapment, this was the period of time where she was on everyone's radar. Oh she yeah, was absolutely. A really hot ticket at this point. Yeah, uh, pre dating Michael Douglas. She doesn't she have some uh, medical issues? She's got. She came out with uh, oh, the fact right. that she's got uh, bipolar. Bipolar. Uh, oh, okay. Disease. Yeah. And uh, she's still acting, though, right? Oh, I'm I'm pretty sure. What's the last she time is? you saw Captain Tate? Ooh, Jones I don't know. That's a yeah. that's a tougher I question. Seen her in a while. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen her in a long. I, time. Last time I saw her was those like commercials for Sprint. That's right. She did do that. And then of she brought. Hey, she gets paid. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then she brought. Uh, he had uh, Kirk Douglas. He had throat cancer. Yeah. yeah. He said he he said he I got don't. it from going down harder. I was not her name either. We know what you're talking about. Oh man, uh, that's interesting. Because they they were not married, I don't think, at the time of the trap. No, I don't married. believe so. Yeah, yeah, I think it, because it was kind of shocking when they yeah. got married. Because everybody's like, "What? She's yeah. marrying him? What the hell?" Because like, he's like 25, 30 years older than her, probably. Yeah, but they're at that age where it wasn't as yeah, weird, yeah. You know, yeah. after you get above age thirty or something, it right. doesn't really matter. Um, so uh, basically, she uh, works for like. An art company. Well, she works for like an insurance company. Yeah. She's an investor or investigator. Um, and Sean Connery has stolen this Rembrandt. And, you know, it's like his signature robbery. So, you know, nobody believes he did it, mm-hmm. but she knows he did yeah. it. And so it already sounds like it could uh, a little loosely based on maybe Thomas Crown Affair. A bit, yeah. That, that kind of was the thing uh, with Thomas Crown Affair, yeah. which is another great heist movie. Uh, yeah, I like the old one. I didn't much care for the Pierce Brosnan and Rene Russo. I didn't one, mind, the but Pierce I, Brosnan. I liked the old one, the uh, Steve McQueen one. I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. Had a lot of the good stuff with the race car and stuff in there. But right, um, and so basically, uh, in order to recover this Rembrandt. She is told to like go undercover and get Sean Connery to help her with a job. Yeah. And, um, you know, so she has to come in and kind of seduce him, but also, um, you know, gain his Done. trust. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, but he's very wary. You know, he's always testing her and like, yeah. you know, like doing things to her like, and stuff a lot like of that. Is this a movie she was in criminal. hot pants and like oh, yeah. avoiding laser beams? Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That, that was that probably the, the most. Scene. Yeah, when you think of Entrapment, yeah. you think of her in those like tight pants. When I think of heist movies, that image is the really? first thing that comes huh. to mind. <laughs> pretty good. I loved, her in, I loved her in the Zorro movies. I remember when she came out in the Zorro movies, no one knew who the hell she was. Really? And that was like the big thing. People were like, who is this girl that huh. was in that movie? Because she was phenomenal in that, mm-hmm. especially in the first one. I liked her in Traffic. Uh, I liked her in Traffic, too. I totally forgot about her in Traffic yeah, also. Yeah, really she was really good. She was kind of bitchy, but she did that role mm-hmm. perfectly. So um, basically, what she's so Sean Connery is the number one thief in the world. He he has the highest score of any you know thief. All at these all. movies are always about the number one thief. A, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. That's what it's all about. Um, and so she comes to him for this job, and basically, you know, she says, "This is what we're going to do." There's a bank in Kuala Lumpur. And it's just at, a fun name to say, man. I know, right? That's <laughs> why I remembered it. Um, and so the movie. Kuala Lumpur is a really poor country. I don't think that bank would be that well, pretty, though. The bank that they stole it from was like, you was know, offshore. Yeah, yeah. That's drug money. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like, no, it was like, you know, probably a hundred story building, you know, and it was two buildings, like twin towers that were connected in the middle. Oh, yeah. um, and so what they're going to do is, is they're going to steal. 
$1.8 billion. Um, and so this was in... That's 90- lofty now. Well, exactly, yeah. Then, yeah. And that's the thing. That was in 99. So the premise was... All of the world banking systems, in order to uh, prevent uh, Zuckerberg lost ha- twice that much yesterday. I know, right? <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, dropped him down two notches on the world's uh, wealthiest people. I mean, it, it's just on paper. It's like the stock he owns if he cashed it in, which he yeah, can't. Right. So yeah, whatever. Anyway, sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, I forgot where I was at. Colin Zuckerberg a thief. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying he got robbed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, so... There was a banking system you said it was going to... Yeah, happen. so the premise is is that all the world banks at one time are going to be turning their uh, clocks off and resetting the systems. Was oh, this like a Y2K? Y2K. Because of Y2K. Oh, yeah. yeah, and so they have 10 seconds to get this computer program and put this bug in and download this $8 billion, you know, where nobody's going to miss it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so they get into the vault and everything like that. And they, uh, you know, they do the countdown and they shut the systems down and they, you know, uh, get the money downloaded in time and they boot the system back up. And Catherine Jones is like, Oh, that was so easy. And she reaches to the back of the computer and unplugs it and it trips the alarm, you know? And so, you know, there's this whole, I don't want to get into the whole thing, but there's this whole, you know, escape scene and everything like that. And then you find out that she's been undercover the whole time, mm-hmm. you know. Because um, this is filled with double crosses, right? Back and yeah. forth, back, back and, and forth, forth, back yeah, and that's forth. That's what I remember about it. And I remember a lot of the... That's why I wouldn't be a thief, by the yeah. way. Especially oh, yeah. with a group of people. Yeah, oh, you really yeah. need to be doing it with family or, 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 or alone. Just, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. 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 Or alone, um, yeah. Yeah. The and so, cross. and you know, and that's the thing is like, you know, there's a couple of twists at the end. If you haven't seen the movie, I don't want to give it away. Um, but it's a really good movie. It's a, yeah. you know, it's a well done 99s, you know, heist movie yeah. and, uh, but dealing yeah. with like electronics and like technology, which, which was not it, even everybody didn't have access to what we and had. And that's the difference right. between that and the seventies thief movies, like the James Conn one yeah. where he's just in there now breaking sense. Yeah. Now you don't even have to be on the hell out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Now <laughs> it's just, yeah. Crypto. Well, and one, one thing that hacking. I like yeah. that like kind of goes throughout heist movies is I love the laser beams, you yeah. know, no matter how they oh, yeah. do it, whether it's with chalk in the laser air, beams in there. Yeah, yeah, totally. whether it's chalk in the air, you spray a certain mist or you do this, that or the other. I just, I, I uh, love that. I think everyone does. Yeah. Everybody. I think yeah. that's what really kind of you, you set the rules and the standards that you can't do this or this right. will happen. There's it, one that you got on your list that has a lot of those things yeah, yeah, yeah. on it. And uh, it's just. It sucks you in as a viewer immediately, I think. Mm -hmm. And when I think of this movie, too, a lot of... Because I think the heist was only about 15 minutes of the thing. A lot of it was just prepping. Yeah, Yeah, and I love that stuff from a bunch of my movies. You know what? The movie that did it for me for heist films, I think, was the Maltese Falcon. Yeah. Falcon, when yeah. my parents showed that to us when yeah. we were a kid, uh-huh. Humphrey Bogart, and, and then I always just was just fascinated with. I wanted to be caper, a thief. Caper, caper <laughs> movies. Well, it, it's you know, it's not a victimless crime, but you're not sticking a gun in somebody's yeah. side, yeah. and you're right. not. And they always portray it as being the, glamorous. the glorious part of it, yeah. but they don't. You don't realize the I'm going to prison now for the next twenty years, yeah, or yeah. so, and this doesn't seem as cool. Yeah. 
And even if you've got money buried somewhere, somebody's going to develop yeah. that land while you're in there. And it's not going to be there when you get out. Man, it was know? really hard it's for me. It's not under to... the black rock yeah. outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, X never marks the spot. <laughs> Remember that? In, uh, stega, stega. No, in like crawl. Indiana Jones in the last Crusade, oh, yeah. he was yeah, like, yeah. X never marks the spot. Yeah. And he goes to the top and boom, there's that big X on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be really hard not talking about another one that we're leaving off this, but it was a, it was a phenomenal movie was Out of Sight. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I never saw is that. Is that one. with Jennifer so Lopez? Good. Jennifer Lopez, Dennis Marina. Like, isn't that the one? She's like, we tussled. Like she beat that guy oh, up yeah, with the yeah. fucking one of the John batons that oh, wow. was telescoping batons. Some of the best stuff was Albert Brooks in prison with oh, Don Albert Cheadle. Brooks. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they escape and That's uh, right. man, Stephen Zahn. Stephen Zahn was so funny in this movie. That's right. This was a, it was a good movie. It was a Soddenberg movie, and it was uh, one of his early ones, and it was really, really well done. You should definitely check that one mm. out. But we'll talk about that on a different pod. We'll get that on a Clooney pod. <laughs> so yeah, Entrapment. What do okay. you got, Dave? So this one you're gonna be like, wait a minute, is this this fit in there? I think Christmas time. Oh, <laughs> and, believe it or not, there's a lot of heist movies dealing with Christmas. Yeah, it's because everybody's preoccupied. I could name man. two I've right now one. that aren't on your list: Ice, uh, Ice, what Harvest? Ice, Ice Harvest. Harvest. Ice yeah. Harvest and The Ref. Both, oh yeah, both very thief movies and also Christmas. And something about stealing from Christmas. Home Alone. Home Alone. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't Ma- think Harry and Ma- Marv. Harry and Marv, the man, bandits. the Wet Bandits. Yeah. Oh my God. Is that your calling card? Now we know every house that you hit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you leave the water running, Marv? <laughs> this was phenomenal. This was mm. one was of it, those. What? Nineteen ninety. That sounds about right. Yeah, nineteen ninety, ninety-one. Because I remember. We, we saw it. I we was were in Port just Charlotte. gotten getting to Port Charlotte. Yeah, I was in Port Charlotte. Isn't this the one Matt said he went to see ten times? Yeah, which he's. I think he saw it twice, but then he went off and did, did other stuff and just, <laughs> and just smoked pot and drank beer. Yeah, just said that he uh, saw it fourteen stuff. times. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. So, uh, have you seen the the Family Guy section where they say, and welcome back to Home Alone with competent robbers? And, and, and the robbers walk in, and he's like, hey, be careful. There's some cars on the floor there. And he's like, yeah, the doorknob was kind of warm, but I just didn't hold my hand on it. And he goes, oh, look, there's some ice on the stairs to the basement. Don't go down there. And the little kid pops out, and he goes, hey, just so you know, I have a tarantula. And they just shoot him in the head. <laughs> and they go, well... Now there's no witnesses. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. I, never, I haven't seen that. There's nice. so much of that show that I haven't seen. I've been seen. waiting to talk um, about that for months. Like, oh, man. It, it was, those guys were good sports, man, because oh, they, yeah. Oh, yeah. they put them through And those are veteran hell. actors who came on that just yeah. saw that great Chris Columbus script that was like... Actually, I think this was John... Uh, Chris Columbus directed Chris it, Columbus but I think John it. Hughes might have written this. Oh, I think John Hughes wrote maybe. it. Uh, but Chris Columbus definitely directed it, and it's very Chris Columbus. It's very family-oriented. This is one of the ones where you had no problem rooting for the kid, even though the uh, the thieves were likable. But yeah, like most most of the Christmas thief movies, they are stealing from like actual people. They're not stealing from, uh, from right. big corporations yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, and so you immediately were like. Already, one of the things that they did to him would have murdered. Oh my him. god! Not as much as number two, but uh, uh, definitely uh, number. Was one. number two? Was Which one was the bowling ball on the coming 
that was down the, the stairway. That was the, that was the first one. I yeah, first we, one. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. There was a paint Didn't one of them get electrocuted and, and you saw his bones? Yeah, like yeah. a little cartoon <laughs> yeah, style? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that might have been the second one, too. I'm not sure. Uh, the second one, I know they filled the, the toilet with like kerosene or something. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, when his head was on fire, he went to stick his head in the toilet and it just <sighs> blew up. And he was throwing bricks at him from the upstairs yeah, onto the street, and it was pretty bad. I love the, uh, the scene with the pizza guy. When he, you know, with uh, angels that have no souls oh, or yeah. something oh, like that. That's number two, though. Filthy that's number two. No, it was, right. no, it was no, both, both of them. Both of them. Oh, it was yeah. both of them. Yeah, that's like, right. The second I'll one was done the in the hotel room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your yellow, no good, dirty keister off of here. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a great scene. <laughs> oh, man. I, I really did they, enjoy that movie. I watch it every year. I heard uh, there was a. They have a bunch of stories about that movie, but they made Macaulay Culkin go and get take piano lessons for like a long time because they wanted him to play during the scene when the Michael Jordan was going through the the train. Uh Remember he was dancing with the police? Originally he was supposed to be playing the piano and they were like, ah, that's kind of boring. Let's get him to do something else. But he had to sit through like months of piano lessons. That is Christina's favorite scene from the movie when... She he fools him with the uh, the cutout the cutout cardboard yeah. the Michael Jordan that's on the train <laughs> yeah. that goes around yeah. and everything and they were just the stupid stupid thieves that were just fun to screw with too yeah I love that movie man yeah it, it was, was just really, so much fun you really watch good. it a lot every year what's your favorite I, scene from it um <laughs> I don't know why I like this scene but it's when the tarantula is on Daniel Stern's head but then it jumps onto Onto what's his name? Joe on Pesci. his chest. On his chest. <laughs> and he's like, hold still, hold still. And he's yeah. got like he's a like, crowbar. Yeah. yeah. He's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Hold Mark? still. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's hard to say that your favorite scene isn't one of those scenes at yeah. the end too when he's yeah. doing it. Like I'm like Marv in the basement. I cringe every time he's about to uh, step, step on, on that, that nail. nail. Oh, oh God, I stepped man. on a nail. Or with the. Uh, uh, what do you call it? The iron? Oh. And then he had that iron yeah. spot on his head <laughs> yeah. for the rest of the thing. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, mine is actually like right before all that stuff happens where he's sitting down to eat the macaroni and cheese dinner and he's like praying to God. He's like, please press the, uh, bless this nutritious macaroni <laughs> yeah. and cheese dinner. And the clock dings and he finally is like, this is our house. It's like the Under Armour. He's like, you know, this is our house, and we have to protect it. And he, like, pumps the BB gun, you know? Oh, <laughs> Originally, they they had it as, please bless this Kraft macaroni and cheese dinner. Oh, yeah. But Kraft wouldn't pay up on the uh, product placement. They, no shit. They had to go back and read. Bet they wish they had. I know, right? I they knew how <laughs> oh, huge of yeah, man. Because, yeah, all that stuff. And it, you could easily just jump to those scenes and enjoy the hell out of it, too. It yeah. was a foregone conclusion that it was going to be a sequel. To oh, it. Sure. And they did a third one, but Mal Cully wasn't coming back for it. Yeah. I, I, the, sequel like was great. Kid. the sequel was great. The sequel too. was yeah. great. Yeah. Especially if you've been to New York and you get to see all those great places and, in New York. Uh, and they hit everything. Yeah. What's his name? Was the Tim Curry? Tim Curry was and Rob Schneider. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, I forgot yeah. about that. When they yeah. cut from him to the Grinch, oh, that was one yeah. of the best cuts <laughs> yeah. in film history, in my yeah. opinion. They just blended it perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tim Curry so stuff. good. I just watched uh, the new It yesterday, and uh-huh. it's, it's weird watching it. And uh, you would like it. It was really, it was good, but it was completely different in a lot of ways to both the book and the original movie. Kids must have been uh, better. The kids were better, uh, but or they the weren't adults. bad in the other... Uh, well, I mean the adults. The adults you don't see until oh, the chapter two that comes out like next year, which I'm excited. They already cast Cause Jessica Chastain. They cast oh, they the guy from Split. They got a bunch of TV actors, which uh, is fine, but... 
No. Yeah, that was the problem with the old it for me. They had John was, Boy from yeah, they had John Boy from uh, friggin' the Waltons, and they had uh, the guy John from Ritter, License to Drive. I love John, John Ritter, Ritter and Richard Mauser and uh, Venus Flytrap. Was Venus one of them. Flytrap. They had uh, uh, Harry from Night. Harry Court. from yeah, he played Richie. Beep beep Richie. Beep, yep. beep. Do you know who's playing? This was the most exciting thing though. They they've already cast most of the kids, I think, for Chapter Two. In the old ones, in the, the the young kids, the only one I recognized was one of the kids from Stranger Things, the one that has that really strong connection with Eleven, was yeah. one of the kids. He played the young Richie, but the old Richie, they cast Bill Hader to play him. Really? And that's awesome. Oh, I was like, that's like the best I'm casting so I've ever heard. Bill Hader's great. Yeah, and He's that's what I'm awesome. saying. And as the funny guy growing up in, in that scenario, is really, really good. I... To be honest with you, there's so much of the old ones that I actually did like better than the this reboot, but the reboot was still really good in its own right. Yeah, I, I, I think I would own both of them yeah. uh, because they left a lot out. I read the book, and it was a massive book. I don't know if you remember that oh, book. Dude, it was like 1,100 like, pages. Yeah, yeah, it was like 1,200 pages, in it, but it was really good, and I was really waiting for them to add new stuff. But they, they added a lot of stuff that wasn't in there, and I liked the guy that they got to play Pennywise, not as much as Tim Curry. Did they go yeah. into the, the spider and the layer? No, that was more. The, from that? that was more the second one, though. Remember, that's when the adults beat him up. Okay, remember they beat yeah, the yeah, spider up. Right. But they dealt with a lot of you know the Henry Bauer bully stuff, and they had to go in the tunnels. And basically, it was this a similar thing. But I think you got more of it uh, with the old one. It, it was a lot more uh, rich and uh, and detail oriented in the original. So it really, actually, if if you, uh, I think it was a better movie if you watched the original first. And you had that backstory because there's a lot they didn't go into that you probably would have wondered what the hell was going on. But there was certainly some scenes that you've seen the, uh, yeah. the remake, yeah, yeah. Uh, that were better. Like uh, I think particularly the the girl they got was really good in it. I, I thought she was fabulous in it. Yeah. And they're they're gonna really knock it out of the park with Jessica Chastain coming in to play the older version. But I really loved in the book and the old one where the uh, blood comes out of the sink. And no one can see it. Her father's like got her hands on the sink looking. This, I can't see any blood. This had to have been 1990, the original 90. Yeah, it was 90. My, I was a freshman in high school. You, if you, I know there's a copy floating around somewhere. I don't know where it is, but my yearbook from the Christian school. Yeah. One of my quotes <laughs> is they all float down here. Yeah. And they used all those lines and uh, it, it yeah. all worked. Yeah. And Stellan Skarsgård's son is the one who played uh, Pennywise. Oh, and nice. he's, and he he's did a good that, job. And he's in Castle Rock as himself, so I'm not sure how they work that in. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have his clown makeup on, so maybe there's a, he, like, an escalation. He gases, so wait, John Wayne gases it when he needs it. Is he the kid that they find? Like... Uh, the main character kid, like with the messed up eyes that they show on the trailer to the show. Uh, uh, no, he's normal. He's he's in. The, uh, he looks just like he does in real life huh. on the uh, on the trailer okay. for Castle Rock. Maybe I'll I show just, you his picture. You yeah, maybe I just didn't see it. Yeah. So that's not a heist movie, but unless you're talking about stealing their souls, I'm yeah. sure there's, there's some. Oh, I'm going there. Mortal Kombat now. <laughs> there's totally some in there. See so, yeah. Home Alone. Uh, Home Alone. Really good. Pennywise, he was great in Home Alone. <laughs> I'm going to go really, most of mine on here are pretty... Classic? Uh, yeah, they're pretty classic, except for maybe two of them, and I'm going to deal with one of them right now that I just loved because I watched it so much back in the day, and it was uh, 90, I think it was 91, I don't have my dates written. Oh, there's a lot of, that's like the third 90s. Yeah, I, most of mine are 90s, and I got one 2000 movie Yours was here. 90s, right? No, I've got late 90s, 90s, 2000s, yeah. Yeah, 90s and 2000s. There's some great old stuff on uh, out there, too, but 
for some reason, these are the ones that kind of popped in my head. And this first one I got is Harley Davidson and the Marlboro oh, Man. Nice. <laughs> I love Harley Davidson. <laughs> I've never seen it. You've never seen Harley Davidson oh, Marlboro Man? Really? I oh, know. my God. It was so much damn fun, dude. And it was pretty simple. I love at the beginning of the movie, they had to, right even before the credits, they were like, we uh, we don't endorse the products uh, that are like sponsored in this movie type of thing. Because they, huh. they wanted to make sure that, that Harley Davidson is going to sue them and Marlboro is not going to sue them and everything. Oh, I got you. Somehow they got the rights to use the names, though. But maybe that was how they did it if they had like a... Kind of we're not affiliated yeah, ultimately not people say in the name harley date harley davidson out loud a lot it helps harley davidson yeah. oh that's yeah true. absolutely like that just brand no, it's recognition brand. yeah i mean it's not like they were they were serial killers i mean it's harley davidson yeah. so that's like seven or eight times we've said yeah, that now see. so i want wait, my we need where's our product placement money <laughs> <laughs> so i'll give you the breakdown since uh, justin hasn't seen this this is super fun man and this is up your alley of uh just oh i've heard great, it's fantastic great 90s action movies well it is they're on like, top of their game too uh yeah it's it's great if you like those types of great action movies like Last Action Hero or mm-hmm. the, that type of era movies. I I think on the scale of it's probably getting Razzies and stuff as uh, <clears throat> on the scale of quality quality films. Right. But if you're just looking at just fun action movies, because yeah. start a great cast. So you've got Don Johnson as the Marlboro Man. You've got Mickey Rourke as Harley Davidson. Uh, G, uh, Giancarlo Esposito is in this movie, and one of my favorite people in this movie, Big John Studd from WWF, man. And he's so great. <laughs> really? And he's married to Vanessa Williams, who's like a lounge singer. So basically, you've got these two childhood friends who end up coming back into uh, the, uh, into town together, and they, they go to this old bar that's really important to them. And right when Harley's the one who's coming back into town, uh, Don Johnson's already there. So Mickey Rourke comes back into town, and Harley already is like, whatever you're building up, I don't want to be a part of it. Right. You know, I know you've got a scheme happening and everything. And what happens is uh, the black guy who owns the bar, who's the guy from Live and Let Die that has the claw on his oh, hand, nice. uh, he owns the bar, and he's going to lose the bar, so they need a shitload of money to be able to come up with it. So they come up with this great scheme that they're going to rob this armored truck and they they're all well we got to do this for our guy we need to uh uh save the bar so we're gonna uh get all the guns and and do this so they they actually do the crime you know they get in front of the they pretend they're like the construction crew and the armored truck comes they stop the armored truck they immediately take all the uh bags in the back and right when they do that they see like a group of six people walking down the street with these leather trench coats that go down from their feet all they the way up to their neck. Leather. They have like <laughs> uh, all the way up to their. They neck. probably weren't leather. And you realize mm-hmm. that it's like complete Kevlar, and they they all oh, have wow. these machine guns, and mm-hmm. they're shooting at them, and they realize, oh shit, we're screwed up. And Big John Stunt didn't want to be part of the uh, job because his wife was going to get pissed, but Big John Stud came to save the day, and he actually like opened his gas tank and took a digger onto the ground, and it somebody, slid across the ground, and he lit it on somebody fire. Somebody did that, oh, wow. yeah. and it looked like him because it did. they had a full I shot mean, of him. He's his... a stuntman, so it makes sense that it would be him. Dude, so, huh. Could you lay a bike down on purpose on pavement? Ooh, no. I'd like be, going, he probably mm-hmm. might have only been going thirty miles an hour, but mm-hmm. still, man, Stud could do it. I mean, he he's like he said, he's, I'm worried he's that a thing crushed my leg yeah. coming down. Those things are heavy. He's a big oh. guy. He was like he was about the size of the bike. Did he, did he just have a? Big, it looked comical <laughs> when he's on the bike. I mean, yeah. He'd have a big crushed leg. <laughs> yeah. 
and one of the uh, the six guys with the machine guns is the, oh. the uber famous Daniel Baldwin. Uber. Oh wow. There's <laughs> only two movies I know Daniel Baldwin uh, is in, and that's uh, John only... Carpenter's Vampires and this one. Huh. There's only two movies his brother knows. Of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was good. He was really mm-hmm. good in this. And the the super bad guy was Tom Sizemore, super thin, like early early Tom Sizemore, and so. They get the money. They rob it. They have to go like in the sewer. Uh, they drop into the sewer, and there's there's a pickup truck in the sewer all ready for them to to pick them up okay. and to drive them off. And they're in that place in California where they filmed Terminator Two. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. The L.A. The river, kid, man. Yeah, yeah. The, the river there that they flood and they uh, it, it gets empty at it. But uh, it got screwed up. It wasn't the right stuff, right? Well, that's what it is. They get to uh, they get to the area where they're it's like a rendezvous area, and they open the bags, and it's like these solid. Super, super blue bricks of this new drug called Crystal Dream, and it's like this crazy. They they describe it like it's like bath salts, like it what? it'll kill you and it'll fuck you up. And all of them are like, we don't want anything to do with this. But they're like, maybe we can sell it back to the guy that we stole it from because there's obviously a front Bad idea. Uh, he tried this. <laughs> yeah, and so there's this big front for the bank that was supposed to get this money, and that's uh, run by Tom Sizemore, and. <clears throat> So they say, yeah, we'll we'll do the deal with you. And they meet at one of those abandoned, uh, what do they call them? Warehouses. Warehouse. No, it was like a uh, airfield. Oh, that was yeah. a, I I remember that location was like they used that a lot. Sweet. I'm pretty sure they used. The I've same never location. seen this one because they had the the radar planes. Yeah. with the big radar dish on top. Oh, neat. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's the same one that they used in my science yeah. project. But there's like 50 of them yeah. or hundreds. That's crazy. They, you could, they used the location twice. They used it at the end, so they must have been thrilled that they got this location. Yeah, they were like, we go back there again, one more man. time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it was super fun, man, and it was just nothing but. I mean, there must have been like thousands of bullets fired in this movie, and uh, they get back to the. I don't know how they thought they were going to steal it, and they were just going to go back to the bar and give the guy the money, and it was all clear. So huh. they got back to the bar, and soon after they're like celebrating, and what are we going to do, and everything, and they look through. They have like a one-way glass to the outside. Uh, uh, part of the bar where they're hanging out in the back, and they see those guys enter with the same with the trench coats, man, up to mm-hmm. their neck. Time to go. And yeah. <laughs> they realize soon after that they need headshots on these guys too, yeah. because it's the only way to take them out. But when they sent the the black owners out there, and he he's doing a deal, he's talking to the guys. one of them can't shoot, right? Yeah, that was that was the funny part with it, and it was a great uh, uh, Mickey Rourke could not shoot. They had to give him a shotgun because with a uh, handgun he could not shoot. And there's a great scene at the very end where uh, Daniel Baldwin grabs Don Johnson. He's got he's holding him oh, behind, yeah. and then uh, Mickey Rourke picks up the gun, and uh, Don Johnson's like, "Oh my God, I'm a dead man!" <laughs> and he shoots him, and he shoots him first, and it hits uh, Don Johnson right in the arm and he's like oh my god and he's like don't think squeeze squeeze the trigger and he's trying to get him to shoot correctly the yeah. whole movie so it's really funny uh-huh. uh, and there's an, also a great scene in the high rise at the end where Tom Sizemore and his secretary who's played by Tia Carrera who's up there nice. and they're like yeah. they must be like 50 <laughs> feet up and it's it's cheesy but it still gives you like that queasy moments where uh, they end up paying off the helicopter that used to work for Tom Sizemore, uh, and they got him outside the window, Matrix style, with the oh, Gatling wow. gun shooting all the windows out. Oh wow! So then they have this great scene where uh, Don Johnson's right at the edge with his foot just hanging off, and uh, him, uh, Tom Sizemore is like uh, 
about to fall off, kind of like Hans Gruber style. <laughs> and he does it, and it's, it's cheesy. This is still early in the 90s where they haven't mastered that kind right. of green screen yet. Yeah. So you can see him falling, and you're like, oh, yeah, going, yeah. 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 I'm really on the ground waving my arms. <laughs> it, it was just fun. Like, like I said, this was... <laughs> Who's the Dice Clay style? Remember? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Meyer, Meyer. Ford Fairlane. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, similar to Ford Fairlane, a great movie, but it's not going to win any awards here, right. other than maybe some Razzies here and there. But what I hear, uh, Mickey Rourke and uh, Don Johnson did not get along, and they have not worked with each other since. They really did not like each other on the set. And originally, really? it was supposed to be Don Johnson and uh, Bruce Willis. But Bruce Willis, uh, because they had best it's friends. Probably, they're probably two alpha. Yeah, that's what it is. I think they're just two just alpha like, guys. It's like The Rock and and Vin Diesel. Which like, is actually next on my list. So oh, oh, I'll oh, go oh, ahead and jump into do it, that. Man, do it. Do it. Oh. <laughs> and is that hard cut? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm done, man. I don't want to reveal too much because you ruin Harley Davis and the Marlboro Man for people. It's just gonna like piss yeah. them off. That's true. So, yeah, uh, Vin Diesel and The Rock. Whoa. Yeah. I a, didn't even look at your yeah. list. <laughs> and what's interesting about this, because I know the movie, obviously, you're talking about, you're going to go into the Fast and the Furious one. Yeah, one of yeah absolutely. I have not seen a single Fast and the Furious really? movie. Really? Yeah. yeah. Not I a single have one. Not I've not seen, I haven't seen a second of one, so I don't really? know anything about wow. it. I don't, I know like, they're dealing with cars, and I know which, they're dealing with kind of some thievery. Yeah, they all deal with like yeah, stealing. There's, there's a heist in in every movie. All of, how many yeah. are there? Do you know? Um, it's Six. going on nine. Yeah, nine. That is insane yeah. that I haven't seen one. Yeah. I should. And how many of them? Are good? And they're not terrible. I mean, right? the thing is, the first few. I have one on my list. That, uh, there's that a couple. Other people feel the same way as they feel about this. Right. Um, okay. So, in my opinion, Tokyo Drift wasn't that's one the, of the better that's ones. That's the jump the shark one. <laughs> well, yeah, because you have this American kid, um, and he goes over to Tokyo, and like they race completely different over there. This kid's a racer, yeah. and you know, and it's just kind of like, and and honestly, like I I don't even know that he he might have been in the to last answer one. this for me. Yeah. If you're in Riddle car news. culture, like like. Muscle cars or street cars? This is this kind of right. is this whole franchise basically? For I you? would think that it is. Yeah, because yeah. um, you can't drive on the road and not see one guy. You're like that guy spends a lot of money on his so, right. Honda which, Civic. <laughs> which one are you particularly doing? Are you doing the first one or you're doing another one? I'm going Fast Five, which is number five. Yeah. Okay. Um, and this wow, is, you are you are spot on. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I did my research. He's seen a lot of them. Though. <laughs> um, I knew you lied. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was uh, Paul Walker still in this one, or he had yes, been dead? Yes, I think this is the last one that. Well, he was in the next one, but he died. At the near end of that next one, I think. Number six? I think so. I could be mistaken. What a crazy way. Don't write in if Justin's wrong. Yeah, right? I I could be mistaken. (laughs) What a crazy crazy way to go, that Paul Walker. Oh, yeah. Like shaking everybody's hand, taking photos, and then fucking 30 seconds later. Does one race with a friend of his, and then boom. They were just showing off. That's what you get. Since you guys haven't seen it. You gotta be careful. You know, there's this scene, and it's whichever movie is the time that he died. Um, they made uh, like a CGI of him. Yeah. Yeah. I I had heard about that. Yeah. And I, I had forgotten about it and they actually did a really good job. I mean, you can see that it's CGI. It's kind of like Tony Stark in, uh, whichever Iron Man or civil Civil war. War. Yeah. They haven't, they didn't quite get it it. really. 
Star right. Wars nailed it. Though. Yeah, but that Princess Leia. That, was, or, yeah, or absolutely. Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah, the, yeah. The, what they did with him, I would have thought that was him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really weird. But yeah, like like you said, they had when they first texture started doing issues it, is really what, it's the eyes, man. And that's it's, what it was. His eyes. eyes were just like yeah. too crystal blue. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, it was a nice tribute. Um, so number five is well, give us a little uh, headwind into the first couple. And this is a, just, a, just a group. All right, so. Quick breakdown of number one. Paul Walker is a cop who goes undercover to infiltrate Vin Diesel's kind of family unit. So you it's know, very point and break. Yeah, and they're street racers, but they're also point like... Point break street racing style. Yeah, um, but they're also <laughs> like stealing from um, like these semi-trucks. And so Paul Walker infiltrates them. He double-crosses the police and becomes part of their Vin Diesel's so family. Much more money. Yeah, exactly. You it know? sounded very point break to me, right? <laughs> um, so, you know, so the movies kind of progress and they introduce different characters. And By the second like one, that. though, he was fully in with the gang and no cop affiliation, or did he go back with the cops? No, no, no. He, he quits. Yeah, he you quit, know. So. Um, so by this point, they're basically like international criminals, and yeah. there's been a large cast that's been introduced, like Ludacris is in it. Yeah. Um, I know Michelle, it had a lot Michelle of Rodriguez. People, uh, she's not in this one. Was Something's, Vin Diesel, not Vin Diesel, Vin, was no. uh, Vin Rames in... No, Vin no. Diesel and The Rock. And Gal Gadot was in a couple of them too, wasn't yeah. she? Yeah, that's um, where she started. Right. Yeah. And uh, so Gal Gadot. Yeah. It's called Gadot. I, I want to say Gadot. I've heard her say it. Huh. Yeah. I. I've every time French, I see it's it, Gadot, but she's I know Israeli. She's so. Israeli. Oh yeah. It kills me not she saying is, Gadot. Oh, she is really beautiful. She is yeah, like insanely is. beautiful. Yeah. All Israeli women. Uh, yeah. Natalie Portman. Natalie yeah. Portman and her. Yeah. You could, you could tell they were like they're both from the same country, uh, origins. But. Um. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm sorry. sorry. No, I just I got Her lost beauty where threw I was. You off, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have that problem. It's cool. Um. Mm-hmm. So this one is where The Rock gets introduced, and basically he's you know head of like an international. Oh, this was his first movie of, in the series. Yeah. Okay. Um. And so he comes after. Uh, so uh, Vin Diesel's name is Dominic Toretto. Okay. So The Rock is after Dom, and he's a cop. Uh, the, the Rock. Rock. Yeah, he's kind of like, you know... Are the cops... Sorry, I'm going to ask questions. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, are the cops a central thing in all of them? No, I mean, they're always running from the cops. So, it, But are a but, lot of them, like a, a big star always plays one of the cops? I, you I honestly... No, not really, because okay. normally it's about the racing. Yeah. This is where they kind of got back to, we're going to do a Their major race. heist, yeah. you know? Um, Number five was the, is the one they... This is your favorite one of all the, uh, the um, things, or do you like the first one is probably the one that I mean, this one's up. probably one of my favorite. It's definitely my most memorable. Okay. I know that. I'll because, have to go through them, man. I'll have to go through them and watch them. Um, because, and... and no, and that's the thing is Can't you, be don't, any worse you don't than have, the movie I saw yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be, you know, a gearhead. I mean, if you can just... Some of those cars are fucking awesome. They're and, nice. Well, and they, I mean, they do like old muscle cars too. It's not just all like you know. I can't Honda stand Civics. to watch them racing though. No, well, you know, each his own. No, no, I meant like they're gonna, they're gonna wreck that car. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> no kidding, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, what happens is, is they kind of get into a bind between this gangster and the law, you know, and the rock. And that's always the case, right? And so they have to steal this entire safe, and I mean. It's like a bank vault, yeah. you know, but the vault is in the police station. Nice. Yeah. So they have to like find ways to get these cars and rig them up specially. And, you know, like 
I don't want to give too much away because there's, I mean, you can't really give too many details to a car chase, but there is massive destruction. Yeah. Um, you know, the fight between The Rock and Vin Diesel is awesome, too. Who wins that fight? Um, Vin Diesel does. Really? Yeah, Vin Diesel does. I bet he taunted him. Uh, well, you yeah, know, well, now they don't, now get, they along. don't get along. They don't. And, yeah. all, and one of them is saying, I will not do the next Fast and the Furious if he's in it. Yeah. Uh, so they're both agreeing that they will not do it. Yeah. So heads. basically what yeah, happens there are, is... They, is there they, a paycheck in it? Fucking do it. Dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> throw your arms yeah. around him and then go to your own trailer. Exactly. You know how many people yeah. do movies with people uh, they hate? Yeah. Like, didn't, God. No, didn't, it's ridiculous. Joan Crawford, <laughs> didn't Joan Crawford and Betty... And Betty Davis? Uh, the, Mommy Dearest, and yeah, they hate each other Mommy with a passion. Dearest, uh, whatever happened to Baby whatever, Jane. Baby yeah, Jane. Yeah. Uh, yeah they, they had a huge feud. So much so mm-hmm. that they did a series on it. About oh, the, wow. About the feud. They, yeah, <laughs> about the feud <laughs> wow. On FX, yeah. Um, well, yeah, so uh, they fight a couple of times in the movie, and like the one main, like this is the end-all fight, um, Vin Diesel finally gets on top of the rock, and he's just beating the shit out of him, and he picks up this giant wrench and just... Boom! Throws it down, but he hits like right next to his head, and he's just like, "Look, I could," you know. Basically, he stands up after that, and he's like, "Yeah, I could have killed you." You know what I mean? So we're gonna squash our little feud. It's probably now. the rock's pissed. He's like, "I am not going to be the shit." Oh, the well, and the rock's probably like, know. "I could destroy you." Yeah, oh, we yeah, all know yeah. that. I'd love to see that fight though, because Vin Diesel's hurt, a big dude. I wonder if it hurt his wrestling career at all. I don't know if he was still wrestling at this Does point. He even was he wrestling, wrestling during? He might have been making like special appearances. Yeah, special appearances you know? because that's the type of thing. That I don't think the rock needs his wrestling. No, no, but he probably has something in his contract again, somewhere. Uh, in that uh, Harley Davidson, the Marlboro Man, you got to see uh, Big John Stud. You, yeah, but you got to see Mickey Rourke body slam Big John oh, Stud. Yeah, nice. oh, I wow. cannot believe he got him up and over like that. That's so. crazy. It, it reminds me of the Hulk body slamming. What's his name? Andre, Andre the Giant. Yeah, WrestleMania. Oh yeah, yeah that's WrestleMania right. Right. over your head. That was yeah. crazy. But so the uh, the cool thing is, so they get the they get the vault. Yeah. And they're running it with two, like, Dodge Chargers or something like Mm -hmm. that. And they're towing this thing through the city. And so, like, they're just demolishing everything on their way out, you know. And a couple of little tricks of the trade, whatever, happened during that that I won't say. And... You know, they, it's cool. Yeah, no, it, it's it's an entertaining movie. It, like, like Harley Davidson is not going to win many awards, but it's still entertaining as shit. Absolutely. You know? oh. you know, Maybe think I'm surprised you didn't pick Italian job for this list. I I was gonna, yeah. but the thing is, it sounds a whole lot like the, the it, Fast it, and Furious. Yeah, stuff. it does because of the cars. And right. Yeah, and the Mini Coopers and, and running. Yeah. No. What I, was the one where? The, they had to steal Gone in 60 Seconds. Oh, oh that's a good one I didn't too. Think of I that didn't at think all. Of that that's a good one. Oh. I love when they that one shot when they. Drove the car out of the showroom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking great. What does he call it? Unicorn? Isn't that what he calls oh, it? Oh, I can't. I haven't seen Shelby? it so long. Man. Hey, I think I he used calls to watch the Shelby the Unicorn. I love Giovanni Ribisi in that. Yeah. <laughs> what was the first time I heard the joke? He's like, I give myself the stranger. He's like, what's the stranger? He's like, I sit on my hand until it falls asleep, oh, yeah. and then I jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> <The> stranger. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. Angelina yeah. Jolie was hot in that movie too oh, yeah. with the blonde hair. That was an all star. And what's his yeah. somebody all-star. the Nick bad Cage. guy was played by Yeah, uh, uh, Christopher Eccleston yeah. who played uh, Destro and uh, we were just talking about him the other day. He yeah. was uh he's in the Marvel movie. He's in Thor Dark World. Mm-hmm. Here he plays the bad guy. Robert Duvall was in it. Yeah. A lot of bad. I need to rewatch that. That was yeah. a fun movie. It was. Everyone yeah. saw that when it came out. Oh too. yeah, it was, it was like, good. This was the big. And that was a yeah. remake too of an uh, an original. Oh really? And uh better than the original too. Hmm. All right, Dave, what you got? Um, here's a movie that has a whole bunch of sequels too, and it kind of so either you like it or you don't, 
and either it works for you, you don't. Ocean's Eleven. Oh Ocean's yeah, 11, and not the original. Although I did like the original. Yeah, mm-hmm. the original was with, with the uh, Frank, Sinatra, Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin. Yeah, the Rat Pack. The Rat Pack. Yeah. yeah. But, I uh, own both of them, and I have not seen the original in so long. I just found it for a dollar. The first Ocean's Eleven, I thought was I do too. Was great. That I was like great. the first one a lot, and I didn't much care for the sequels. They kind of got yeah. They kind of get over. I, like I love done. heist movies when, when like they do something, and then you find out later that was just the diversionary. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Let's talk at the cast for this one real quick. You know, oh, you've got talk about Brad Pitt. Budget, talk about big yeah. budget cast. Yeah, Brad Pitt, Brad George, Pitt Clooney, George Clooney, Matt Damon, Matt Damon, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> you got Scott Con and Casey Affleck, who's those two Elliot Gould, funny. Elliot Gould, yeah. Carl Reiner, um, yeah. Bernie Mac, yeah. Bernie Mac. Oh, that's right. Because um, he damn sure won't let me deal the cards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Julia Roberts, uh, on, um, Andy Garcia, Andy Garcia. Yeah, he was good too. Yeah. yeah. And that was the that's the biggies right there in it. Yeah, and it was simple. Tell us a little about it was. And they were gonna break into a vault in uh, in Vegas. George Clooney was setting the up the whole the yeah, Bellagio. The Bellagio. Yeah. George Clooney was setting up the whole thing, and uh, yeah, really the only thing, the only bad thing that kind of screwed everything up was his relationship with, with, uh, Julia, with Roberts. Julia Roberts. Right. No, but see, that's the thing is the whole thing was based on getting her back. Yeah. You well, know what I mean? Him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not for everyone else. But yeah, 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 yeah. But that's what I mean is like, like you were talking about how you find out later and later, like, oh, this was a diversion for that. And this was the whole robbery was a diversion yeah. so that he could get her back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just to get him in that. The money doesn't hurt though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but the, the stuff, my favorite stuff is the stuff with the, that little Asian, Asian acrobatic yeah. guy. Yeah, he's oh, so yeah. good. It's fucking great. When yeah. he's trying that flip that yeah, gets man. him past he, uh, the laser. He did all his own shit. You can tell he did it all. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he got hired because he could do all that shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, I looked him up. He's done like one of the movie or yeah. something. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. I bet he did he, all he, that He was shit in there in for that. Yeah. <laughs> but it was great. You know, it was people in disguise trying to get through certain things. And like every time we saw Scott Kahn. Like, this is impossible. You can't do this. I think Scott Kahn and... Casey Affleck were in every scene together, and they they were constantly playing different characters. Remember, they were playing. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. They were playing people bringing in the food, and they were playing guards. And yeah. remember, they were dropping their outfits in the uh, in the elevator and yeah. just doing something else. They were they were really good. The, and Andy Garcia, the, the bad guy. Writing, um, this was like, Soddenberg. Like the multi level, multi layered. Mm-hmm. It's just like this has to happen if so this can happen, and bringing it all together. Like he, what did he do? Soderbergh. Soderbergh did Out of Sight. He did, uh, we just mentioned him in Traffic. He did Traffic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, uh, what else he do? That Focus, I think he did. Was that it? Oh, I love uh, that movie. Uh, I yeah, wanted to put He's it really on. good. Uh, I love Steven Soderbergh. He hasn't done as much lately as he did in the 90s and the 2000s. That was kind of his era. He's when just he was, living he was the really dream now. Yeah. yeah, I guess he's <laughs> just picking and choosing and everything. I think uh, my favorite character in that movie is actually Carl Reiner. And, yeah, and the I love role Carl that Reiner. he plays for it, you yeah. know, as the like foreign guy. And vet, what does he have? Is it rubies or diamonds or something like yeah, that? Yeah, that he needs to be put in the vault. Yeah. Andy Garcia's vault. And then yeah. he pretends to have the heart attack. And, yeah. Uh, and then Brad Pitt shows. Isn't he the doctor? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he came in with that fake uh, long hair. And, yeah. Uh, I'm a doctor. I can take care of him. Yeah. Well, and and at, the- at one point, Brad Pitt says to him, like, I think his name's Saul or something. Yeah. And he's like, Saul, are you up to this? And and he's like, if you ask me that again, you'll wake up in a box. <laughs> 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 and uh, I, there were elements. I, I think it was number two was that guy that does the Brazilian... Dancing. Capoeira. 
Capoeira. Yeah. He's also in Black Swan. Yeah, that was number What's two. What's his name? What you got? He was the French Not guy. Not Aronofsky. He's in a Aronofsky's movie. Yeah. Yeah, he was the guy in number two that was um, trying to like steal from them. Yeah, like, yeah. There was a competition. There, it was a competition between the two. He was already a billionaire. He yeah, just did yeah. For the fun of it. I can't remember the actor. Look his actor name up because he's a. They do a whole sequel with him sequence with him. Doing that Brazilian dance, I know. I because seen he went. Remember, he went through, through the lasers, through the laser yeah. beams, and doing the, the dance. The song, the music they're playing on that is he awesome. He puts his too. headphones on yeah. and he just does. But that Brazilian, I don't know what it's called. It has a name that's famous. Capoeira. Capoeira. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. I know I've seen the second one, but I don't remember it as much as the first one. I remember I didn't care for it because I didn't watch. You'll any know of the, the guy ones. as soon as he says. His I name. didn't remember. Uh, I know I wasn't into the the sequels. I don't know how many there are. Vincent I, Castle. Uh, Vincent Castle? Yeah. Uh, Cassell. Vincent Cassell. Oh, there you go. Yeah, he was in uh, History of Violence. Not History of Violence, Eastern Promises. Eastern Promises. Yeah, he was in Eastern Promises. He's good. I like Vincent Cassell. Uh, Yeah, he was the guy from Black Swan, like you said. Yeah. And uh, Sarah and Lindsay had just seen the, the female version. They loved it. Oh, oh yeah, I was curious one. about yeah. that one. They loved it. it All these just... girls were at the top of their game, too, these uh, great actors. They said Helen Bottom Carter was amazing in it. Really? Yeah, she was really good in it. Nice. So I'd definitely watch it. There was a comedian, a uh, real straight-laced comedian, John, I forget his name. Anyways, he's like, it's not like they could make Ocean's Eleven with women. He's like, <laughs> this is like 10 years ago. And he's like, they would just sit around making fun of each other. Like, oh, I just love it how you can wear anything. <laughs> is that Mulaney? Job a lady, yeah. But he went and he did like a two minute bit how there could never be a female Ocean's That's Eleven funny. and then they announced it. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Yeah, so Ocean's Eleven. All right, this next one, this is also part of a franchise, and this was arguably, the first one is everyone's favorite, but then it, uh, usually everyone's second favorite is this one, and this is the third one. This is Die Hard with a Vengeance. Oh, oh yeah. A great was a this one. was a great movie because it was you didn't realize it was a heist movie at first. You yeah. thought it was just a terrorist... Revenge uh, re- kind of re- deal. Kind of revenge thing. Yeah. This is the one with Jeremy Irons, Jeremy right? Irons. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is my favorite Die Hard. It's, it's this really is my good. favorite Die Hard from the very moment... Bruce Willis is walking down the street and, and you don't see the sign that's <laughs> oh, on him and then God. and then uh, Sam and Jason's like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah so and what happens is you've got this terrorist who's coming around and he at first puts a bomb off in some place and then they he says that he needs John McClane to they need to rile up John McClane from his drunken stupor to go and run these tasks for well, Hans or Gruber's else he's was gonna, his brother uh, yeah well that was found out uh, later so th- that was kind of just like a bonus for uh, Jeremy Irons because there was something bigger going on here that I'll explain here in a second yeah uh, but at first he gets Bruce Willis, like you said, to put a sign on that says, I hate N-word, you know, on, yeah. on it. And just walk around in his underwear in, in, in Harlem. In oh Harlem. And you knew that it was going to be so, it was only going to be so long until someone saw him. And then you've got Samuel Jackson's kids who said, hey, there's a white guy over here uh, who's crazy. And he goes out and he's like, he's like, call the cops. He's why? Because someone's about to get killed. Yeah. So he goes over there and he talks to him and, uh. He's like, see those guys down there? You've got 10 seconds before they will kill you. And then they notice them. And like you said, you hear one of them go, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, he tells him quick. Uh, he's like, hey, I'm a cop. You hear about those bombs this morning? He says, yeah, he's the one who told me to come out here and do this. And he, yeah. He's like, oh, well, prepare to act crazy. Pretend you're like escaping from Bellevue crazy. Yeah. And so when they come over, you hear Bruce Willis say, I'm the voice of my own people. I uh, uh, I, I hear the, no- the voices, but they're very loud. They're very loud in my head. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and uh, he ends up getting out of that situation, but that's it's how barely. Yeah. Barely, <laughs> that's how Samuel Jackson kind of gets involved with it. And then they go to the police station, and you have some great uh, co-stars in this. You've got Colleen Camp, who we end up mentioning a lot on this pod, huh. who's the, the she was the, the she was the, the girl hot. from Clue. But she ended up um, being she the mom. Up, at, at that point, she that was like the only sexy role she played. And it's then so after weird. that, she I think she decided just to play like uh, those uh, those moms or, or like like a cop who was at that. But remember, uh, Graham Greene yep. <coughs> was in this. Who was how much, how much money does he have man, in his pocket? Sixty-seven cents. <laughs> <laughs> it's where we haven't talked about Thunderheart Thunder on this. Heart. Uh, Thunderheart was so <laughs> such a great cop movie uh, that no one ever mentions with Val Kilmer and Sam Shepard. Oh, but yeah. Graham Greene, that was the, like the yeah. first. First time we saw Graham Greene in anything, he was really good. Is but. he the same as no, the writer Graham Greene? I don't Green? think so. Okay. I don't think so. I thought that for a while, too. Uh, so what happens is uh, the Gruber character makes, Jeremy Irons makes him run these yeah. crazy tasks. Which is the best part of this whole yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. And, Absolutely. And, and riddles, too. Like yeah. Remember, he's on the phone with him, and he's he's talking about the, the guy with five wives who goes to St. Ives, and he's telling him you have to figure out this riddle. And he's, yeah. They <laughs> hang Chester, up the Chester phone. Chester yeah, That was another one, too. So he ends up putting a bomb in a play, uh, place. In a but, in like uh, Central in Park. Well, that that was another one. Where oh, yeah, he puts that's the right. different water That's the only one I could figure out like how to do. Yeah. I figured that out before. Yeah. Like You have to take half the water. Water, fill it up towards half and then dump it out and then you know where half is yeah huh. so what happens is one of the tasks they they don't do in time and it's uh, on the subway yeah. he gets to it but he ends up uh he ends up throwing the bomb outside of the subway and it oh, destroys right. the track and there's yeah. a huge explosion right outside of wall street so what happens is and this is where the the thievery part happens is it was a huge diversion it brings all the cops down there and it has and Jeremy Irons, you hear his voice, but you don't actually see him until like 40 minutes of the movie. And I love his entrance where he walks in and he's like, oh, somebody had fun. Yeah. And he goes in there with the ruse of he's part of the cleanup. Right. He's, kind of, he's jacked up too in that, member. Well, Super jacked. Oh, yeah. Well, and he, and he had he, uh, an American accent. Uh, no. Where it, right then he did. Uh, yeah, that was really a f- really badly faked American accent. Right, well. In that one scene. But uh, for the majority of it, he had like a stammer in it and he had yeah. uh, kind of an East European kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what's going on is what they're actually doing is robbing the Federal Reserve of all its gold. Right. And it takes a while before they actually figure it out. But John McClane, being John McClane, yeah. figures it out. And he's Jeremy Irons has a huge crew of all these East European guys, big guys. One of them was another famous WWF uh, 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 WWF superstar and i watched this in the theater with eric and we freaked out when it happened because he was big at that time and a lot of people don't even know who this is was victor uh borga uh he was a huge Mm. huge uh actor that had like bald head with a little mohawk going down he was a badass but he only was in the wwf for like maybe a year Uh and then he did this random movie uh but it was like you said. It was non like most diehard movies. It was just nonstop action. Mm-hmm. Where, remember, there was the scene with the dump trucks. Like you said, when he finds out from the dump truck driver, who was very he charismatic. Twenty third president. He was a twenty third president. Chester A. Arthur. Yeah. And that's where he realizes the the bomb is in the Chester A. Arthur Elementary School, which is where Samuel Jackson's and that was kids a go. Great scene when he's trying to defuse the bomb and you see this liquid like, oh down. yeah well remember they introduced it, it just that splashes him in the face like there's not really a bomb yeah well they introduced that liquid at the very beginning right before they even start the on task the you have that, oh, yeah, yeah on the paper clip and he's like you know that to uh alone it doesn't do anything but if you mix these two liquids together and then he uh he throws he, it at he a throws chair. it at the ground remember the colleen camp says he says you're gonna be wearing that chair as a hat yeah uh, when it <laughs> and everything uh 
and he was like, yeah, really cool stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's in the school, and they find the new the freezer that had just been delivered there, and they right. open the Coke freezer. Machine. And, and uh, no, it was a freezer. It was, was like it? this huge, huge freezer, oh, yeah. a double freezer, and they opened it up, and it had the two liquids in there. And yeah, it, yeah. if you messed with it, it would mix together, and it would set it off. But then you realize that itself was a diversion, where yeah. uh, he, he even said to John McClane, he's like, I'm, I'm a... I'm a Soldier, I'm not a uh, monster. Yeah, yeah. Well, gonna, they were gonna, gonna weren't gonna they? Just the gonna sink the gold? Yeah, that was or part blow of the too. gold up well, just to what, crash the market. That's what they told the guys, okay. but they weren't actually gonna do that. They, <laughs> they actually, it was like bullying. I'm gonna or dump them in the river. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they were planning. He was gonna steal from his own people and everything too. So. It was well, just a, That's why you can't and trust didn't, anybody. Didn't McLean have a headache through the whole thing? Yeah, yeah. He just and, won the aspirin. Yeah, and yeah, that's all he wanted. And <laughs> I then got finally, one question for you. Yeah. Do you have any aspirin? Yeah. <laughs> Lucky day. And yep. he tosses it over to him. I mean, him. and this was Samuel Jackson in his heyday. This was around the same time as Pulp Fiction. I think it was just after Pulp Fiction. I think Pulp Fiction was 94. This was 95. So they mm-hmm. might even have been filmed at the exact same time. Huh. So it, it's just a memorable one. And when you think... Uh, it's the stuff that I like about uh, Dirty Harry, you know, when uh, he made um, him run from phone booth to phone it's booth. It's a direct homage and, to that. Yeah, it really is. Mm. And you've, you've got to do this task, and I just want to make sure no one's following you, and you got to do what I do and just make you jump through all these hoops, and it's just fun to watch him do it. It really revitalized, because I love number two. I, I thought Die Hard, uh, Die Harder, the one with the, all the, the airplanes airplane. and everything, yeah. was such a fun movie. And I know a lot of people that that's their favorite one, but for most people... This is my favorite one. For most people, I think number one's their favorite. But then right afterwards is number three and then number two and then number four and then no one talks about number five. Number five sucked balls. Which one was number five? Who? What's the one with Justin Long? That's four. It was still that good. Was yeah. good. Yeah, four it was good. Four was good. We yeah. saw it in the theater together. That was Timothy And Hoffman. I was like going in because they had got the Mac kid. That's all you knew uh, him as. Yeah, yeah. The, he was uh, a stand-up from the Apple and Mac. The IBM. At PC and and oh really? And yeah, at that time that's he was all Mac he had done. from the Apple commercials. And then he, he was in waiting. Yeah, that was way after. Was it really? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that was huh. And then he had done, after that, he had done Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. Uh, I think the only thing were those commercials, but he was very charismatic, so you could yeah. tell that he was going to be a really good actor. Interesting. I don't know what happened to the other guy that was in those commercials. He was really funny, too. Uh, and those were great commercials. I loved them. But yeah, that was the one with Timothy Allfat and had that really great uh, Asian girl. Remember, uh, he dumped, oh, he dumped Sorry, I dumped your Asian <laughs> bitch down the uh, elevator. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and it had Kevin Smith. He's like, oh, oh yeah. you're a fan of the fat. You know, you brought him to my lair. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yo, you fan of the fat. Yeah. <laughs> I like when he uh, uses the, like, they're in the tunnel and he somehow projects the car into the helicopter. Yeah. That was yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, it was fun. That fifth one was horrible. That's the one with his son. And it was, yeah, I didn't no, see that it. was terrible. It was, oh, I did see it. It, it was awesome. I saw it. It was really yeah, bad. Yeah. They got another I one. Saw it they got once. another one coming out, though. It's uh, once. called, like, uh, it's, it's called, like, uh, Die, Die Hard. Hardest. The, it's called <laughs> Die Hard. Right now, they're calling it like Die Hard Year One or something like that. And what? it's about him before it. I don't know how they're going to work that out. So maybe they'll do Boo. it. <laughs> Boo, but I'll still watch it. Yeah, I will. Yeah, you know? You'll get my money yeah, eventually, one way money. or another. But I'm calling Boo anyway. <laughs> All right, what you got there? All right, where are we at? Three. three. All right, number three. I'm going a uh, little on the lighter side, a little on the Christmas side. Another Trap- Christmas one, see? Yeah, yeah. Even another one. Wait, and I didn't. This wasn't one of the Christmas ones I mentioned. No. Yeah, no. Uh, you got Nicolas Cage, uh, oh. John Lovitz, who just doesn't get mentioned enough. He doesn't it. do many movies. I know, he, but he he's doesn't. Great. He does a shitload of TV. In fact, I'm satellite. the king of TV. Buy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <The laughs> <Liars> my <laughs> book, <laughs> The Liars Club. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm yeah, the president. I'm the yeah, president. <laughs> yeah. I love John. Oh Best my gosh. Ticket. He was great in News Radio in that last season. Did you ever, oh, did you ever watch The Critic? 
Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. I forgot he was the voice friend. of that. Buy my there. book. <laughs> so, yeah, this is and Dana Carvey. Yeah, and Did you Dana Carvey. The name yet? No. no, well, no, I was getting there. Um, and the, the movie is Trapped in Paradise. This is another one that I don't think a lot of people have seen, but it's so much fun. I don't man. remember it. I, love, I know I've seen it. I love Dana Carvey in this. I love his, yeah. his accent that he uses. Yeah, it's like a De Niro impression the it's, entire time almost. I don't even... It's it's weird what he's doing. He's doing this weird... I don't think you understand. Yeah, you, yeah. You do your thing, I do my yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, You do your thing, I do my thing. Like, when he steals the guy's tie tack at the beginning, I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, break it down to us what the whole thing is. So, basically, uh, Nicolas Cage... Is kind of like a reformed criminal, mm-hmm. and aren't they all? He's got two. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> two brothers, two fuck up brothers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, we got something in common. <laughs> hey, what? <laughs> I'm in the room, dude. <laughs> Damn it. Um, yeah, and so his two brothers, John Levitz and Dana Carvey, um, are so he's in confession, and he Nicholas Cage found a wallet, yeah, and he's he wants to keep the money. There's like 800 bucks in the wallet, you know, and he finally does the right thing and he mails it Keeps back it. to the guy. Oh. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> um, and so he's talking to the priest. He's going to confession and he's telling him about this. And the priest tells him, you know, that his brothers are going to be getting out early for parole. So it was like an amnesty thing that the governor was doing around Christmas time. Okay. Well, letting letting the, anyone that was out going to be out in the next six months for parole, anyways, get early release. Yeah, because of overcrowding. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, it pissed him off. He was yeah, not happy no, about yeah, it. Yeah, no, yeah. he was not happy <laughs> about, about it. His brother's all. getting up. Yeah, 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 exactly. So he, you know, he goes to pick them up and immediately they just pretty much start working him, yeah. you know, just, and he's like, whatever it is, I'm not interested. I don't want to have anything to do with it. They, they were stealing him before they got out because he stole like the parole guys. Like he had a gold tie or tack. A diamond tie tag. Yeah, that's that he, right. That he stole. Yeah. Oh man, so fun. So yeah, so they get the parole. Because Dana Carvey's a klepto. They they make that anything he's, that he's near, like he goes when they go in the bank, he's stealing pens, he's yeah. stealing uh, freaking candy canes, he's yeah. stealing everything, anything everything. he can get his hands on, everything. It's really and, funny. and throughout the entire movie, I mean, he's got so much stuff in his coat. That like, he like, like opens it at any point and shit's yeah, falling out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so basically, they what, never play this on TV. Never. I never no, see this on no, TV at I, Christmas I, time. I, and they, they should. should though. They really yeah, should. They it's really a very Christmas movie. I don't think I've seen it. Oh, it's, you should definitely see it. This Christmas, I'll play it for you. There it's you really go. good. So what what's going on is is that John Lovitz and Dana Carvey have a bank job, and they can't do it without Nicolas Cage. So they write this letter. John Lovitz writes this letter about this girl who lives in this town called Paradise, and they were locked up with her dad, and she never comes to see him. And it's this whole emotional letter about begging, 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 you know, for her to come and, and see him. <clears throat> well, Nicholas K, she lives in Paradise. Excuse me, hang on one second here. Yeah, Paradise is the town's name. Very yeah. perfect town. It's run by uh, the, like the bank manager is Donald Moffat. You know, the guy with the eyebrows yeah. from oh, yeah, House yeah. Guest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, we'll just fast forward. They get to paradise. He doesn't want to go, but he ends up taking them. They say that uh, they say that he's uh, he's wanted they, by the cops because he dropped his wallet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that was all just you know <laughs> it was bullshit. Just yeah, to get him to just to get him to come. And you kind of know that, but yeah. you don't know that. Um, so they get to this little town. They go in and they scout out the bank. And <laughs> the bank is like uh, my favorite part is they the the guard there is sleeping yeah. and you see Nicolas Cage flipping his ear yeah. <laughs> with his finger trying to see how, what he could do to wake him up and he doesn't wake up. They right. show the cameras aren't even plugged in. Yeah, it's just an empty like just, just a like hanging the, plug the right next to the security guard. And, 
Yeah, and, and you and know, the girl in it is from uh, Twin Peaks. It's the girl that keeps getting beat up by her husband. She's the waitress. Oh waitress. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a- Amic something. Amic Mitchin, I think her name is. She's really good. Uh, she's also in Gilmore Girls, and uh, I don't know what she's doing recently. But <laughs> Twin Peaks, the second season when they were. She has when, a weird name. It's Madchen Amic. Yeah, I, I flipped it, but yeah, Madchen yeah. Amic. Yeah, she plays. She was really good in Twin Peaks. She was good. So go ahead, yeah. So, I mean, this is the easiest bank job in the world. So they just leave the bank and... <laughs> well, it's the bank job itself was hilarious because they, they need the bank manager to get in the vault. And they were like, oh, he's across the street for get, right. getting lunch. So they all have to go... Well, they Nichols Cage goes across the street to get the bank manager and has to pull his gun out there. Yeah. And I love their... The, the bank's across the street. I know the bank's across <laughs> yeah. the street. I need this guy to get into it. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's a wacky bank robbery and they get away and... The the rest of the movie is them trying to get out of paradise, and no matter where they go, no matter what they do, there's all kinds of things and reasons that... Well, and what's good about it, too, is they uh, they get into trouble, and when the first time they can't get out of town, the, uh, the townspeople kind of take them in as their own, and they realize not only are these guys sweet as hell, but they stole, like, the money, the Christmas money for all the... For t- the whole for town. For the whole town. Yeah. But what also complicates it, too, is the people at prison get wind. Frank Pesh and another guy are, like, prisoners that had talked about this bank job uh and this is why this john is what they lovitz, got the idea john from. lovitz overheard it right and that's why and you stole my job off. yeah well, that's what it is and then they get out just to go get him yeah because he says you know he's like he's telling somebody says hey tell us the story about this perfect bank you know so he tells people this story is entertainment and somebody asks him like aren't you afraid that somebody's gonna go and and you know rob this bank before you get out of here and you know they're basically like nobody's going to go and do that. Like he has more bodies than anybody in this prison. You know what I mean? So, and of course the the guy is like a famous guy who plays gangsters all the time. You'd recognize. Right. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, it's just fun. And it's just how they're, it's kind of toying with their, uh, uh, with their morals because they really like these people. I mean, and yeah. to the point where they're letting them have stand Christmas at the house and they're giving them money. Oh, take some money. Yeah. Take some money if you need money to help uh, to help you out. Clothes, rides, everything. And they're like, <laughs> everything. you got to be a complete scumbag to like yeah. kind of go through <laughs> it and everything. It's just it's it doesn't a, sound like an. It's Nick Cage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It really sound like a Nicolas Cage movie. Too, yeah. He's really good in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, you want me to say the ending or? Sure, you can. It's just so, movie. so they. Uh, Everybody they, knows how Christmas ends. I know, right? exactly. So they, <laughs> they have do a, the right thing. Yeah, they have basically. a change of conscience, yeah. and they they give the money back to the church. And I forget who the lead detective is. He's the father from Step Brothers. Oh, you're Richard Jenkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. And he's, they they're like driving him crazy. Yeah, he's the crazy. Whole the whole movie. Thing. This is one of the. He's early, early Richard Jenkins too. Yeah, yeah. and like and so, yeah, so he finally he's has, like the FBI guy. He's yeah. good at playing drunk. Yeah, yeah he's he good is. at playing FBI. He's got FBI written all over. Yeah. So he finally, like, pretty much has them dead to rights. Like, he knows that they robbed the bank, everything like that. And he's doing, like, a final interrogation on them. And basically, the whole town shows up, sticks up for sticks them up and for gives them, them an alibi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all saw him here and there. And, you know, and so, like, yeah. he doesn't get his. You know his arrest or yeah, whatever. His yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's a good it's movie. Fun. It is, yeah. and it had like a really good family stuff elements to it, which a lot of Christmas movies do, like Home Alone and everything. A lot of them don't. Like The Ref was very R-rated movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, where, where Trapped in Paradise, I think, was a very PG. I don't think there was anything bad in. That I don't movie. think there was. I don't no, know I don't it. think there was much swearing or anything. And no. I think they kind of put it towards a family family Christmas movie. So. Yeah. 
It was fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It's weird how many Christmas thievery movies there are. I know, right? <laughs> what do you got, Dave? Um, first off. First off, I'm going to explain Nobody this. has... <laughs> Tom Hanks isn't in any of your movies, is he? No. no. God, I can't believe we forgot this movie. Oh, really? We forgot a Tom Hanks thief movie? What we got? Yeah, when he played the colonel and they were trying to break into the oh, casino. Oh, Lady Killers. Lady Killers. Lady Killers. Oh. Oh, that's, a, that's a great one. I can't yeah. believe... I, you're not, you're gonna I'm, 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 I'm going to just be angry at myself. I'm not going to change. Sorry, we'll I was going to change, but I'm not going to we'll change. We'll do a Tom Hanks pod <laughs> one of these days for sure. Um, this one is Family Business. I love Family Business. Justin might not have known this movie. Never this is a Matthew very, Broderick, every, um, very Sean Connery, movie. Dustin Hoffman. Those are the three... And father, son, grandfather. Yep. And the grandfather and the father are like, uh, we're we're criminals. He's the grandfather played by Sean Connery is just a career criminal. Yeah, career criminal. And Dustin uh, Hoffman Hoffman did it, went to jail, and then got out and went straight. Mm -hmm. And then Matthew Broderick was like, is like a whiz student who got like super, super smart, like a full bright scholarship. scholarship. Yeah. And, uh, and a father. MIT. Yeah, and, and then, Dustin Hoffman has a meatpacking business. Very yeah, successful. A lot of money. But uh, Matthew Broderick just kind of rebels against. Just loves his the grandfather. System. Loves his grandfather and is and brings his grandfather this like heist that on the surface they were thieves. Him him and his dad. Uh-huh. His dad and his grandfather were thieves. Uh-huh. Brings him this heist and said, you know, nobody could get hurt before he goes to uh, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, with yeah. the idea. Yeah, 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 he floats it to his grandfather. Yeah. And, then and they have a great scene where Sean they all Connery's meet together. Sean Connery is great. He's so in good. The, in these, and it was very casual. Yeah. Like this whole movie. It's, it's it a comedy. It's a comedy. It's a comedy. But it has some serious, serious elements to it. It too. has some serious elements and you know, feel bad. Yeah. I felt oh, yeah. a, bad a few points during this movie. And absolutely. I was like. And I was like so I, I had that great scene where they broke it down to his dad. Uh, where he broke it down to Dustin Hoffman. Oh, yeah, he yeah. was like, it's illegal, it's dangerous. You know, and, and don't get in, you shouldn't. I've been spent my life thieving with yeah, my Yeah, he's trying father, to get Matthew Broderick not son. to follow in his footsteps. He's and get. And Matthew Broderick sets it up like, I'm going. I'm doing this, regardless if yeah. you're doing it or not, regardless if Sean Connery's doing it or not. And there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. There's that great scene <laughs> where he Dustin tells Hoffman, him, who did you get? And he tells him who he, who he got. Oh, he intentionally told him a fuck up yeah. that he he's was like, going to get. That guy sucks. You can't bring that guy. <laughs> but I, I'm talking specifically the scene where Dustin Hoffman slaps Matthew Broderick across the face, like the hardest oh, yeah. slap you've ever seen. Where oh, he, wow. When they were talking about the deal. Too. When he told him there's nothing you can do about it, he ends up slapping the shit out of him. And uh, basically, yeah, he, he Dustin Hoffman has to go along with it to keep Matthew keep Broderick Matthew safe, safe. Because oh, he's wow. going to go along with it. He's going to do it anyways. Right. Yeah. So what, what the, Tell us what the heist is. So the heist was... He was going to school with this kid who worked as a chemist at a biotech firm. Who's the Asian guy from... From B.D. From Wong. Oz. Yeah, and from Oz. from the freshman. Yep, and from uh, Gotham. Gotham, yep. And uh, so he he needs them to come in and he wants to start his own company because he left, got fired from this company he was at. Mm-hmm. And he, but he needed the logbook and the stuff he was working on from like his research with the company. Like it was like a plasma something plasmas, he was working yeah. on. Mm-hmm. And then he needed a logbook. And so he could start his own startup and he was going to pay them a million dollars to go mm-hmm. in and steal it. And So uh, pretty simple. Pretty simple. And he's got the codes. And he's got the code. They had a slight... Like sw- one guard. He one one guard. One guard who leaves his like gun over the back of his chair and everything. So it just right. like, seems They would have gotten away with it had they... Didn't they forget the logbook? Or no, they, every time you entered the door, you had to enter a code. 
and remember he forgot the logbook, but they grabbed the plasmas. And then when he went back in to grab the logbook, right before he went through one of the doors, he forgot to enter the code. That's and right. then the silent alarm hit. Oh but shit! But that was Matthew Broderick. They all they all did the deed and they all got out. And Matthew uh, Broderick was the only one who went back in because he's the one who could spot the logbook. Mm. And so Sean Connery and Dustin Hoffman had to literally s- sit, sit uncomfortably in the car waiting for Matthew Broderick to come oh, back. God. And then security shows up and arrests them. Yeah, the cops. Oh, they see the cops God. everywhere, and now. Dustin Hoffman's got to go tell his wife that their son, their bright scholarship winner the, son, is now like, in prison. The wife's reaction was oh, about yeah. exactly you what you would expect. Yeah. Wow. You turn yourself you turn in. Yourself you and turn yourself your scumbag dad scumbag in. dad in and get me my son back yeah. right now. Wow. Like, and then it's dealing with the, the the lawyer that they have and trying to kind of get him out and everything. But the Strickland was the Strickland. Yeah, was he the was judge. one of the guys. Yeah, he was the judge. <laughs> yeah, he was really good. But it had a lot of those things where they were prepping together and uh, a lot of funny stuff where they're talking. There was about a couple of that wakes. they went to the couple of Irish wakes. Yeah, and they. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, a lot of good Irish stuff in there, but I love the stories he was telling about uh, oh, the one the one guy that had to grease oh, yeah, up to yeah, go yeah. through the thing, and uh, <laughs> it was just a really fun, fun Sean Connery. Uh, but three heavy movie. hitting actors, yeah, really at the top of their game, doing their thing, and it had a lot of kind of twists dialogue. and turns with yeah. it. Great dialogue and uh, great ending, man. It had really, really great stuff. But like you said, it it had a perfect mix of comedy and seriousness to mm-hmm. it, and uh, really. Like, like I said, I would you, never you, think of it as a comedy. Really? I thought it was funny. I thought it was, was a super lot of funny. funny stuff on it. I, I'm just saying, I would never think yeah, of it. Think the only it, reason I would have ever thought it was a comedy is because Matthew Broderick was in it. Yeah, and that's huh. kind of where he gravitated towards. Right. It's true. But he was good at that deadpan. But not dead. Like it also showed, like we were talking earlier, how you you really should do the crime by yourself or do it with family. This was an. I don't think we picked freshmen either. I don't think we picked that. Yeah, either. that's what I was. Yeah, the freshman about. was yeah. kind of a heist movie in a way, uh, but the it kind of goes against having family in there because they all kind of yeah. Except for Matthew Broderick, they're uh, uh, they're kind of turning on each other at a certain point where uh, Dustin Hoffman just wants Matthew Broderick back, doesn't give a shit about his father at some point. Or himself. Or himself. And you realize that there's another thing going on, too, with the plasmas. uh, Oh, yeah. Which You, You find out he didn't get fired. He's still working at the company, but he needed the stuff stolen because it didn't work. Yeah, and they, he needed huh. he needed he six needed, more mo- months to a year to continue to develop it, and that uh, crime would have uh, in, in the news would have bought him that extra time because gotcha. it got stolen. And but what was he going to pay him? Yeah, I don't know. He and offered it, him a million dollars. What did he, you want, Sean Connery coming after you ooh. for money? Yeah. Even but even as a, act, even actor Sean Connery <laughs> would want coming after yeah. you for money. And they did give Play him some money Bob, because remember yeah, right. they the. Yeah, uh, the judge like, wanted to know where the money was, and uh, Sean Connery wouldn't give it up. And it was a great scene where he's talking to Matthew Broderick, where he's like, "I would have shared the money with you, but you know, I didn't." <laughs> uh, it was really fun. It was definitely worth it. But like you said, it's a uh, it, it's a very kind of underground uh, movie that a lot of people don't know about. It used to be played on demand. I think we watched it on demand back in the day when they were doing the, when it first started on demand, mm. and I loved it immediately. I mean, this must have been eighty nine, maybe eighty eight around that time. Yeah. Very fabulous movie. All right. And my next movie, and this is to stay on the the same kind of comedy. It's also amazing how many comedy heist movies there are. And this is one of my... It lends well to like like buffoonery. Yeah. And this is going with that thing. This was one of the movies I absolutely loved. And I've watched this movie so many times back in the day is uh, 1989's Disorganized Crime. 
Now, both of you have seen Disorganized Crime? I know you have. Have you, have you seen Disorganized Crime? I've seen it recently. I, 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 I heard may it? have. I'm I, not we sure. We saw it together recently. Like last I year. used to watch it all the time. For some reason, when I used to get home from school in high school and I used to do homework and everything, I used to have it on the background and I would stop it and I'd play it again. So I've probably seen this movie maybe a hundred times. Oh, wow. And it's absolutely one of my favorite. I probably listened to it more than I've actually seen it because I've always had it in the background. Uh-huh. So Corbin Burton. So Corbin Burton. Ruben Blades. Ruben Blades. Let me see if I can get it because okay. it's been a while. The monster guy, <laughs> Fred Gwynn, Frank Gwynn. also known as the monster guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, that might be it. Uh, Lou, Lou Diamond Phillips. Lou Diamond Phillips was so good in this. Hoyt Axton, who's the dad from the Gremlins. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. you've got the guy that was uh, he was the dad from uh, what's that? Fred Savage's brother, uh, Boy Meets World. He was his dad from Boy Meets World. He was also, I think, in that Dear John show and everything. You, you might have recognized him if you've seen him. Uh, but it was a great movie, and it started out with Corbin. Oh, I haven't even mentioned the the big star of it is Ed O'Neill. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> Ed O'Neill is the is, part, is the cop, and his, par- his partner was really good. He was in Lost, and he's been in, he's been a character actor in several things. But this was the best thing I think he was in. So it starts out with Corbin Burnson in this small town, and you can see that he's he goes to a bank, and you can tell that he's scoping the bank out, and then he sets up like these five envelopes, and he's he's basically writing his crew. Uh, that he wants to show up and do this job. So we, <coughs> at night, after he fills out all the uh, the envelopes, he drops them off like early in the morning at the post office. And right when he drops the envelopes into the mail slot, uh, Al Bundy appears behind him, and he's got a warrant out for him, and he's going to transport him back from, like, this was in, like, Montana, oh, man. all the way back to Jersey. Oh, wow. And so the, now that he's going to transport him uh, back, and he they don't know what he was there to do. He's like, what? They had a great line where he's like, why are you, why are you out here in Montana? He says, you know there's nothing out here but blue skies and cow shit. Uh, <laughs> and he won't tell him what's, what's going on. And when he's... They stop on. They don't even barely get out of town, and uh, they have to stop to get food and go to the bathroom. And Corbin Burnson slips through his binds and escapes. Oh wow! And now Ed O'Neill is after him. But what's happening is those guys get the letters, so they get on the train and they show up in town. <laughs> oh, shit. Like and, where the fuck is he? And like, <laughs> why isn't he here p- picking us up at the mm-hmm. uh, uh, station? But they realize that they're all waiting there at the same time, so they know that these guys are all there for the same thing. Right. And Lou Diamond Phillips opens his trunk and he's. And he's like, gentlemen, I'll bring you to the house. And I guess that was his job is uh, he was going to bring everyone uh, down. And Lieutenant Phillips was amazing in this. Huh. And you got Fred Gwynn is like the the old school expert. Everyone had their kind of job here. Ruben Blaze was really great. This was pre. Who like, was the one guy that quit and started walking? That was the guy from uh, Boy Meets World. Dad. He was really, really he's funny. Really in this. Great in this. So they, they all get to the house and they, they mm-hmm. could tell by the pictures that they got in the house that it was a bank job that he was there for. But they were like, well, where is he? Yeah. Uh, Salazar was his name. Wait, they're like, where's Salazar we don't know where he is and uh they uh they realize that uh they want to do this bank job on their own without him oh shit <laughs> and so you've got two storylines going on you've you've got the group of uh kind of uh dysfunctional criminals who yeah. want to do the job and then you got Corbin Burnson who's who is a city guy who's literally going through the woods being eaten by fire ants. <laughs> he's got the worst of those. Whole yeah, and he's, and, uh, also, you've got the two cops from Jersey who are way out of their element, and they're trying to uh, save face by not telling the other cops that they lost their prisoners. Yeah. They want to uh, <laughs> get them 
the one where he lost his pants? Yeah, yeah. But there was a great scene where they realized that Corbin Burnson had double-backed and gone over the river. And to save time, they decided to to go over the river. Uh, Al Bundy had to... Uh, Edward Hill, sorry. Had to go... <laughs> uh, he took his pants off, and he's wading through this big-ass moving river. Oh, wow. And so he's got his gun off, he's got his pants off, and he's trying to uh, go mm. through the river. And it's really funny. He's, like, screaming. And he's like, you're all right? And he's like, this is a sharp rock. I'm sorry. <laughs> and at, at some point, he loses his pants in the river because it's oh, so shit. wild. So, and he loses his gun. And his everything. car keys were in his pants. <laughs> and, his, uh, and his car keys were in his pants. And uh, they're they're now trapped in the woods, and they're trying to make their way back to the car. But as they're making their way back to the car, they hear someone stealing it, and it's the four criminals. Oh shit! So, so they end up stealing these cops' car and everything, and they they go to the bank and they realize what needs to be done, and they uh, and it's a great great crime heist movie along with this uh, great uh, comedic thing. They realize, you know, there's only eight cops in town here, and. Uh, you know what we should do is uh, take out all the cars. You know, if we take out all the ca- cars systematically, if we put little explosives right on the radiator cap, distributor, uh, un- cap. distributor cap underneath the car, yeah. uh, and it's this awesome scene where they get this car oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they take the floorboards out and they build a hole in it. And what huh. they do is they will pull up next to a cop car. Uh, Lou Diamond Phillips would drop down below the car, roll over, and stick the uh, the explosives up there. And they've got eight cars to do it with, and they're systematically grabbing different cars and everything. There's a great scene where they uh, there are two cars left. They don't know where the two cars are, and they're at a stoplight. And uh, this is one of my favorite scenes. And uh, the, cop, the cop pulls right up next to him at the stoplight. Uh, and then like, Lou Diamond do Phillips says, I'm do it now. <laughs> "Lou Diamond Phillips is like, keep him talking." And he goes down, and uh, Ruben Blade's like, "Don't do this to me." <laughs> and he rolls down the window, and he's got to make up this quick line. And he's like, "Hey, can you tell me where uh, where uh, this girl Wanda lives?" He he remembered her name from the bank. And uh-huh. Like, you're looking for Wanda Brim? He says, "He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah." He says, "What do you want with her?" And he's like, "Oh, we're just gonna go have dinner together and everything." And he the cop starts giving him directions and everything why Lou Diamond Phillips is underneath the car and yeah. everything and he ends up getting his arm stuck underneath the car and oh, it drags shit. him for a little bit and then he ends up letting go and everything <laughs> oh wow so they decide to go into the bank from the uh, from like the pawn shop next door mm-hmm. they end up going through the concrete blocks and uh, once they get in there, you've got Fred Gwynn, who's the... Uh, safe man. He's No, the, the guy that quit originally was the safe man. He was the explosives man. Oh, okay. Fred Gwynn was the explosives man. And they uh, they have to break into the safe. And uh, <clears throat> they the, uh, Al Bundy doesn't know about any of these criminals. They think that Corbin Bernson is still... Uh, uh, robbing the bank. They think that he's gave the slip and he's off robbing the bank. Huh. So <laughs> it, it comes down to this great case of mistaking identity. It goes back and forth, back and forth, where uh, uh, they think Corbin Burnson's still robbing the bank, and Corbin Burnson's still in the woods just trying to get back. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll ruin the ending here because it's so fabulous. And uh, they also, they're trying to get enough money out to... Uh, the guy who quits, the guy from Boy Meets World, mm-hmm. ends up getting caught by the cops, and they gonna, need to bail him out. So Ruben so Blades, talk. Ruben Blades, and they need him. They need, they need him, him as yeah. the uh, the safe cracker. So they end up robbing like six different uh, small little convenience stores to get enough money to bail <laughs> him out. Uh, so it's there's that intense scene. So 
they also think that's Corbin Burnson robbing those banks. <laughs> <laughs> so at the, at the very end, gets, they robbed the bank. They yeah. end up doing a great job, and they rob the bank, and they escape, and all the explosives go off at the same exact time, and they actually nail one on Al Bundy's car, too. Oh, and nice. so all their cars like explode almost simultaneously, except for one that they're all crammed in at the end. <laughs> uh, but they end up getting away with the money. And... Uh, uh, Right when they get away with it, Corbin Burnson, you see him just pull himself up, <laughs> up to the house, to the house, and drags himself in. He's all like worn. He falls onto the couch and everything. And then all of a sudden, you hear Ed O'Neill over the blowhorn says, "Salazar, we got you. The house is surrounded. Come on out." Oh shit! <laughs> and they think he did all these crimes. Oh, and so at awesome. the very end, they're like, "Do we have enough money to to bail him out of jail?" And they're like, "Yeah, we got more." And then the guy's like, "You guys are crazy." He says, "We're not going to bail him out." And uh, it's up. Oh, we got a microphone down. We got a microphone. Punching microphones. <laughs> I got so excited about that scene. Just... Tell me again. Yeah. Tell me again about the money. <laughs> How much money was it? <laughs> uh, so yeah, this was just a super super fun money. Uh, money. <laughs> super money. Super fun movie <laughs> with twists and turns in it. And if you like Ed O'Neill and if you like all these actors, they're just so great in it. And Fred Gwynn. Uh, props to him to come into this comedy because he adds a lot of like veteran weight to this movie and he's just uh, he, he kind of uh, rules that uh, that role he's doing it was a super fun movie and I have it on Blu-ray oh, yeah. which I'm surprised it's even available on Blu-ray huh. uh, it's because it's very obscure so you definitely gotta check it out yeah it sounds Organized really crime, good man. super yeah. fun alright what you got okay so number two um, we're going now you see me I've never seen this I've never even heard it Okay, so you've got Mark Ruffalo. I think it's got a scumbag in it, doesn't it? Uh, Nowadays, I'm sure. Doesn't it, does. it have a douchebag in it? I mean, it's got a. Doesn't it have Kevin Spacey in it? No. no okay, okay. He shall stand, not ever be on one of my I stand, picks. I stand corrected. Not, <laughs> I'll put him on my pick, but I'll call him out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, uh, it's Jesse Eisenberg, Mark Ruffalo, Dave Franco, Woody Harrelson, Morgan Freeman. And nope, Isla, a Isla Fisher. Yeah, I, I said kind of. <laughs> I do like Isla um, Fisher too. She's hot. Yeah, um, she's from uh, Wedding Crashers. Michael Caine, Common. Michael Caine. Um, Michael Caine. <laughs> yeah. Common. Yeah. What? What is this movie? Sounds like I should know this movie. So it's called Now You See Me, and it's a it's illusionist. A, They're yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. So there's each, a sequel to it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not uh, now you, you see yeah. me again. No, it's, I think it's just called Now You See Me Too. Oh, very but, inventive. Yeah, I, I would have thought like Now You Don't would have been a <laughs> yeah, much better hell? you know thing, but whatever. Um, using com- using ma- magic skills to heist. Yeah, yeah. No, and and it's pretty good because everything is very like extremely high technological, you know, illusions that are made and it's, it's kind of a complicated thing. Um, I'm not the biggest, uh, Jesse Eisenberg fan, I think he's he's good in certain movies. Really, the only he two movies I like him in is Social uh, Network Social and Zombieland. Network. Really, the only I like him. In, like. You, they're doing Zombieland too. Oh yeah, yeah. Bill Murray's gonna be in it. Figure that one out. Oh shit, <laughs> he's got to be a zombie. Yeah, I guess he, because he died in the first one. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Um, so basically, he can't be killed by conventional. Women. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> basically, uh, you have four magicians who are all solo magicians and. They receive these invitations after performing like a little trick or whatever. Um, and these invitations lead them to this apartment where they kind of find out that this order, I think it's called the Eye, is it's like a secret society and that it's real. And like this is their invitation to come and join, you know, these people um, by doing these series of mm. robberies. Um, so. 
Michael Caine is kind of like their financial backer and mm-hmm. helps them. They become known as the Four Horsemen rather than each being individual, you know, magicians. They all team up together. Um, Woody Harrelson does like mind control. Um, Jesse Eisenberg is uh, let's see, he's not sleight of hand. Woody Harrelson is sleight of hand. I, I, I can't remember the other ones they off the top of my head. Yeah, talents, exactly. Yeah. And so they're using all of their skills together to do what they got to do. What they do. Well, the thing is, is every time they rob a bank or something like that, they give all the money away. It all comes just floating down Boo. from the sky. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, is if you're at their show, you're going to get a shitload of money. Yeah. You know what I mean? So everybody now wants to be wherever they are because they know whenever it happens, money's going to start falling from the sky. You know? Do they, do they think this is their money or do they know this is like stolen money that's falling from their So show? The police? The police. Are talking about? Mark, or the cops? Mark Ruffalo, Ruffalo is, and Common's one of them too. Um, Mark you Ruffalo, yeah, I know. He's great, Common, man. man. Um, you haven't even seen his best thing, man. That, that's oh, Hell on Wheels. You didn't see Hell on Wheels? No, oh, man. man. He, yeah. That was he gets highlighted he, in that. Show. Really? He, he deserves kills it, it on there, man. Yep, he kills it. Um, so Mark Ruffalo goes to Morgan Freeman because Morgan Freeman is he debunks magicians, okay. you know, stuff. So who's <laughs> so he's not popular, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, he he you know he wanted to be a magician, um, and there was like this famous magician and like. He debunked his trick, you know what I mean? Mm. And so that's how he got famous for doing that. So Mark Ruffalo goes to him and he's like, you have to help me. You have to tell me where they're going, what they're going to be doing and da 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 So he kind of like plays these riddles with him because Morgan Freeman's trying to figure it out on his own. So turns out the money that they're stealing and stuff like that belongs to Michael Caine, who like he profited hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars off of all these like insurance frauds and not giving people like their collected amounts and everything like that. Well, so they basically are like financially breaking him by stealing all of his money and just giving it to people who deserve it, you know? And it comes down to like their final trick. They, they run off of a building and Mm -hmm. just disappear. You know, while giving all of this evidence about Michael Caine, Michael Caine's going to now go to jail. Morgan Freeman, you know, is trying to figure everything out and he can't figure it out. But for some reason or another, and I'm sorry, I can't remember why, they arrest him because they make it look like he has something to do with Mm -hmm. it. So he's in the jail cell and Mark Ruffalo's on the outside of the jail cell. And he starts trying to explain, like, look, you're either going to tell me how he did it or you're going to sit in this, you know, cell forever. And Morgan Freeman finally admits, like, he can't figure out how they did it, you Mm -hmm. know. And then Mark Ruffalo reveals that he is part of the eye Mm -hmm. and, like, he's behind everything. And the whole thing was the first magician that got debunked by Morgan Freeman was Mark Ruffalo's dad. And his dad ended up dying in that trick. It's a revenge also. Yeah, so it's like, you know, and so there's a lot of twists and turns, and, you know, I mean, I I thought it was really good. I'm not a big Jesse Eisenberg fan either. Um, I I like him in some things. I can't stand him in others, like Lex Luthor. Come on. Worst casting Um, probably in the last 10 years. (laughs) Yeah, you know, um, but I, I... this was a really good movie as yeah. far as heists go. And, and it's an it's an ingenious idea to do magicians <laughs> with a heist, you know, because I like magician. The Prestige is still on the top probably 20 movies of all time for me. I mm, love The that, Prestige so much. What was that heist movie that was a, based on a true story with the scumbag? And they... 
they were all math geniuses and they stole. Oh, twenty one. Yeah, twenty one. That's, like, that's what I was confused. Movie. That's what I yeah. was confusing it with. Yeah. yeah, that was a great movie. Yeah. Um, minus the scumbag. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so it, you know, it was a really good movie. It's entertaining. Number two, eh, you know, I've yeah. seen it. I, oh, I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen it. I wouldn't recommend it. But now I'd say you, you know, don't see me. I, yeah, <laughs> what is it it's now you see me too. Ah, you know, but see, that's why I think they should have just called it. Now you don't like. Now you, you see call me. It, ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, it was worth checking out. Awesome. Oh, but you, Dave, what you got? Got a good one? I got a good one. I good don't one. know if any. I don't know if whole lot of people have seen this yeah i know it lost millions of dollars in the movie theater Waterworld. <laughs> <laughs> hudson hawk oh my god oh yeah yeah <laughs> it I, definitely won some razzies but if you were i'm surprised it, paul didn't have this on his list when i huh. came up no i did not have it on. it my wasn't list, on I, I do enjoy this a lot i saw it in the theater and this was one of those ones that was it's more a comedy than you think it is. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a downright slapstick yeah. kind of silly ass movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I love it's I, silly as shit. I love how he times his jobs. <laughs> yeah, everything's to a song. Yeah, you know, like uh. the great Danny Aiello. Yeah, yeah, but didn't Danny Aiello end up double crossing him? No, no, okay. No, no. They kind of they made they it thought, seem like that. Like they thought, thought point, yeah. they thought he thought he did, but remember they faked it. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, see, it's been a while, but I remember. Tell us it. the uh, the main premise of this. So. Like all thieves that are reformed. You're out. You're out. Yeah. He's getting out of jail. He doesn't want to do anything anymore. Right. And uh, they end up pissing off Frank's Frank Stallone. Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> and him and Daniel Baldwin. And Daniel Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> so this had a very strong connection with uh, Da Vinci. Yes. Yeah, because so what? what is the heist? The heist is they had, they want him to steal. The famed um, bronze horse different, before the auction. Yeah, different. But that was the first thing they yeah. had him steal. Mm-hmm. And so they were stealing a bunch of things that were connected to Da Vinci because he hid this codex in the base of of the statue. It, it was, was in the pack pages. Yeah, it was, three different it was in three or four different pieces. And when assembled and put in a machine, it was supposedly could turn lead, lead into, into gold. gold. That's right, yeah. And uh, the whole thing was just them trying to steal... Who was the bad guy or bad girl? Wasn't it? Wasn't it? Oh, it was Sandra male? Bernhardt. Yeah, yeah. And the Richie other guy, Grant. I don't know him, but he's Richie just Grant. as crazy as him. Uh, he was in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, really? Yeah, that's he was right, really that's good right. in that. But my favorite people in this were the candy bar. Yeah, killers, the candy bar man. killers. So you've got uh, Richard. Uh, no, you got James Coburn, who's oh, like right. the head of the CIA. Yeah. And he's got four uh, Snickers. He's got you got Almond Joy. Yeah, Snickers, Baby Almond Ruth. Joy, Baby Ruth. Baby Ruth. No, Butterfingers. Butterfinger. That's what Snickers. Uh, no, Snickers. Snickers, Almond Joy, Butterfinger, Butterfinger, and then okay. David Caruso, whoever David Caruso was. Payday? Was. No, no, he was Twix, I thought. He might have been. <laughs> he was funny. He, yeah. David Caruso. He didn't did say a single word in the whole movie. Oh, really? Yeah, he nope. He had cards. Yeah. And this was. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. The card, yeah. <laughs> the card would have exactly what you would think My he would favorite. Say. <laughs> He's like, how did he know that? My favorite was Butterfinger because he oh, was man. Latimer. From the program, the football really? player, the big oh, motherfucker. Man, he has so much that. funny stuff. He just plays that <laughs> idiot character. Yeah. Did anybody hear anything? I heard something. 
it was silly, man. I mean, but it, it was, was super silly. It was silly. super silly, but it was really a lot, a lot more fun than you think it was. Also, had Andy McDowell, who That's was right. uh, worked for the Vatican and was trying to uh, seduce kind of, uh, Bruce Willis. Seduce Bruce Willis, but also stop all this stuff from happening right. and, and creating the uh, the gold machine and everything. And just seeing Sandra Bernhardt, which I don't know how the hell they got her in this movie. I like her. I think she's great in she's it. She's great in but it. But it's one of those things she's that crazy. when, they, when yeah, they no, see she's her on the... When you see her on the cast list, you're like, serious? <laughs> Sandra Bernhardt got like a leading role in a movie that's yeah. not like just two seconds long. And I remember her being like so meanly sarcastic oh, and yeah. rude. Like, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can just see her face while she's talking. It's so funny. <laughs> she has that big giant gap. Yeah. yeah. Teeth and big nose. What's your, okay. <laughs> what's your favorite thing from this? Um, My favorite thing from it? I guess it was. I guess it was him at playing in the first job with Danny Aiello. No, when he's walking through the museum when he took the little elephant. Oh yeah, that was when they were when he was finally <laughs> yeah, in Italy. Yeah, yeah. They because he woke up, they like knocked him out, and he like woke up in Italy. Yeah, and, oh, like, wow. a, and like a box of like those yeah, shipping peanuts. Shipping peanuts. <laughs> <took all laughs> but he dragged space. himself up, and that was a great scene, like you said that. Uh, He's going through like the is the Louvre or, or something similar to that. It was it was something like that. It was he had uh, already the, gotten not the the Louvre was later on. It was uh it was I think the museum in the Vatican City. Yeah, it was probably yeah. the Vatican. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. He was he was in uh, Rome. He didn't go to uh, France. So he was in a regular museum. He had already taken the uh, the horse and mm-hmm. they had already At bro- auction, and they yeah. already broke the horse and realized that it had part of that codex in it. Right. So he was just. Uh, going into the uh, the museum, and remember, he uh, he wanted to test and see what happened if you got near the sketchbook because that's what he was stealing at this museum. So he took that little girl's elephant stuffed element, and threw it down, and it had that thing that dropped. Oh to yeah, the ceiling. that's right. Yeah, and that then, cage was awesome. <laughs> too. Yeah, the cage was awesome. And yeah. then gas started going off and everything. <clears throat> yeah, and they realized they take their art seriously. <clears throat> yeah, you realize that they had to really kind of use their wits to figure out how to steal these things, but they're mm. master criminals, man. So. <laughs> they would break into song during the middle of the yeah. night. Yeah, yeah, like you said, that's, that's my favorite thing. If you yeah. knew they had no, six minutes to do something. song and dance, too, like, out loud. Oh, like, yeah. And that's kind of where they jumped the shark, I think, yeah. with a lot of people. Yeah, I like, thought that was hysterical. No, it was funny, man. And, and when they, Bruce Willis was getting hit on his back and his front, and he, and he he's just kept back and scissoring back, back and forth, and, forth. and then he, like, he stopped hitting him, and he's like, how do I stop this? <laughs> and there's a great yeah. scene where uh, Bruce Willis is in the ambulance, and he knocks uh, like a tray of syringes oh. in the guy's face, yeah. and he's got like eight syringes in his face, and you feel like he's knocked out, and then all of a sudden, you're you're seeing the uh, the point of view from the front seat, and all of a sudden, that guy pops, pops out of nowhere, and everyone screams when they see him, <laughs> and he's got the syringes sticking out of his face, and... I had that weird cut. Remember that weird cut after he uh, he stole oh. he stole the horse and he's falling from like the roof. The roof. But they they do a weird scene where he just falls into the chair in somebody's apartment, and, huh. and it's very strange. You know, at you, first you're like, did he fall through the roof into the apartment? And he didn't. It was just a it weird was just cut. A cut it like was just to later him on, falling into the chair. Yeah, uh, interesting. On a whole different. They like, did. You you imagine it being like uh, hours later, but it was very interesting. Huh. And. Uh, yeah, they just kept fucking with him over and over again, and it uh, it goes all the way down where they finally get the Kodak pieces connected, and the the gold is like spraying all over Sandra Bernhardt, and like freezes her solid and shit. 
the same David Crusoe. I just keep thinking about because he would remember he'd dress up like these different things. Yeah, he was. He, was he dressed, dressed up, up like, like Andy McDowell one time, but he was dressed up like Bruce Willis, and he's Bruce Willis is like using his hands to argue with somebody, and David Crusoe's behind him. Yeah, like, mimicking. Oh his, yeah, dude, that's right. He's wearing yeah. all the exact same clothes he's wearing. Or then he's the statue. Remember? Yeah, he painted. He didn't even see light. him. The whole he was like silver. He like silver paint. Yeah, he had like this stone kind of yeah. paint going on to him, and he had the spear in his hand. And at some point, he just moves, and you yeah. realize that David Crusoe's the statue. He had been there in the whole scene. You just didn't. Awesome. Yeah, it's really crazy, man. Yeah, it's like, it, why would you even put him in there? <laughs> it's the type of movie that uh, you you assume that no one no one in this movie is ever going to get work again because <laughs> it was <laughs> it was really really uh, I it it cost tw- uh, it cost sixty five million to make, oh, but wow. it made seventeen. It made twenty million dollars, so oh, it lost forty five wow. million back in shit. back in when you like couldn't lose 80s, that much money. Yeah. yeah. And wow. And like James Coburn, you're like, man, James Coburn's been in some of the best movies ever made, The Great Escape and all these great Cat Baloo and all these great movies and everything. How the hell paycheck, obviously. <laughs> but I mean, it was a fun movie. They tried to make they tried to make a movie that and people were hoping it for it to be something yeah, else. Yeah, I, I think it's Which one happens of the, a lot, like yeah. Last Action Hero yep. for a lot of people. Or, or From Dust Till Dawn. It's one of those yeah. movies Waterworld. You go in... <laughs> no, that was what... Or was. Armageddon. <laughs> don't, don't do it. You're just trying... Don't you can't bait, just... Do not you, bait him into that you shit. You just can't. Wow, I'm not going to sing it. If you, get, if you hit it on in, for real... You can't just throw that out there. Like, uh, it was the opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was one of those things. If you went to, into it knowing that it was a, just a fun romp comedy, then, yeah. then you had a good time. If, yeah. you, if you walked into it thinking that it was going to be this and I think movie. I think I was like 13 when I saw yeah. this. You know what I mean? So it was no, fun to yeah, me. Yeah. And that's know, probably around the Maybe 15, something yeah. like that. I was pretty young when I saw it, too. So it was. I, I loved it. I thought it was Yeah, incredible. I thought it was great. Yeah, I go back and watch it every once in a while, so... Yeah, you got to be a real, I think, Bruce Willis fan to be uh, a big you, Was that Edward Norton that was making fun of him? Yeah, they have a, if, <laughs> I'm sure this will this will drop, actually this drops the day before it happens. It, uh, the roast is this Sunday of uh, Bruce Willis song oh, no on shit. Comedy Central. Oh, yeah, and they man. have, uh, I know Demi Moore makes a surprise guest. It, it, it always <laughs> I'm surprised. Yeah. Well, that's what's weird about all, this, all the uh, com, uh, Comedy Central roasts always happen like three weeks before they air. Right, yeah. So it ends up getting out. The clips get out about what's happening yeah, but and who's going to show it's up like and everything publicity. like that. Yeah. No, and that's what it is. People yeah. hear, oh, someone's going to make a special guest. And I know it's it's hosted by Joseph Gordon-Levitt because they did Looper together. Yeah. And, uh, Ed <laughs> I Gordon, love that movie. And I love Looper, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do a 2000 sci-fi movie. We'll have to talk about that. You're going to have to fight me for it. Really good. You can have it. I'll still talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll steal the conversation. You can steal it. Yeah. I'll <laughs> let you put your little that's name on your yeah. little piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> Work for me. <laughs> oh, All right, shit. now uh, this next movie, and this is one of my favorites. I, it's kind of tied with my number one. They could, I could have flip flopped these, and this was a uh, a great heist movie that was super fun. And this was uh, Sneakers. Nice, oh, love yeah. Sneakers, and we're talking all star cast here, man. We got Robert Redford, Sidney Poitier, Dan Aykroyd, uh, Dan Aykroyd, Gandhi. River Phoenix, uh, Ben Kingsley, Ben yeah. Kingsley, David Strathairn, James Earl Jones. Uh, yeah. I know this. Uh, uh, Mary McDonald, who is amazing in the Battlestar Galactica uh, series, also had Stephen Tobolowsky. He was uh, Warren Brandes. Right. My voice is my passport. My voice verified. is my passport. Verified. <laughs> <laughs> so what the, the gist of this is, it's a bunch of thieves who go in. They're hired by big companies to break to try to break into their uh, to their companies. Test their security. Just to test the security. Right. And uh, so they're getting 
paid to break in and uh you get to see him do it at the very beginning and it's done it's done beautifully where they break in and you've got each one of them similar to the now you see me they each have their different talents you've got Dan uh, was you got like Dan Aykroyd was like the guy, uh, right? he, he was like electronics the electronics stuff, guy and everything. Guy, yeah. and he, he's also the conspiracy theorist guy. Yeah. And David got, Straven was blind. He was blind. Yeah. And huh. it was I just remember him having to drive the van at the yeah, end. At the end and they oh yeah, that's the right. I forgot about. But that. what's basically going on is you've got uh, and you the also got Sidney Poitier, who's ex CIA. And but what's happening is you've got Robert Redford, who when he was younger was connected with Ben Kingsley's character, and they were like these revolutionary type guys who were going to rip up the system to yeah. reveal all this stuff. And they took different paths. You know, Robert Redford kind of went straight laced, but he was also still doing putting his talents uh, to uh, to work. But you've got Ben Kingsley, who plays the bad guy in this, who decides to come up with this black box. And the black box is like this ultimate code-breaking box, which like, whoever gets their hands on it. render the CIA, like, yeah. useless. And you can launch codes. You can yeah. do whatever the hell you want. It's a very dangerous thing. That's always thing. the he biggest wants, threat like, these anarchy. days. Like, yeah. anarchy. Like, he wants anarchy. Yeah. And it's they, they stress that no one should have this. No one should even be playing with it. They shouldn't even have it themselves. Yeah. If, uh, if these, very dangerous. These days, one of the things is, is, like, if you have a computer program that needs to be stolen... Yeah. All you have to do to make it important is say launch codes, yeah. and everybody's like, "Oh man, they got to get that fucking code." You know yeah. what I mean? And they they show examples when they first get it because they do steal it, and mm-hmm. they uh, they don't realize really what they have until they uh, they break the code. Remember, it's the too many secrets, yeah, uh, kind of thing that uh, uh, that gets them into that box. But then they realize that uh, Dan Aykroyd can get into NORAD and to all these other places with it, and they were like, "Do not fuck around with this thing." Yeah. Uh, I know my favorite part of this movie. <laughs> so then they've got to realize that they got to break in to uh, uh, they they end up getting the box back and they know they uh, Ben Kingsley gets the box back and they after they realize what it is so they know they have to steal this box but they, it's in like this almost impenetrable kind of uh, building and they have all these great things they realize that the the room that the box is being held at is climate controlled mm-hmm. and it's also soundproof so they're going to end up dropping Robert Redford in the room but they need to have him wear the special suit that will control his body temperature right. and his speed has to be like one step per second so he's got to go real slow yeah. and they also have to and this is where Mary McDonald's great and Stephen T- Tobolowsky scene comes in is Stephen Tobolowsky works at the building and going to use him to be able to get his uh his voice recognition and his fingerprints and everything to get into the building so they have mary mcdonald uh they do this fake computer dating kind of thing that sets him up and she's recording at the uh at the restaurant this is one of my favorite she have a where checklist where of she like has a checklist 14 of words or what something she has to have him say is like i said he has to say my name is warner brandes my uh voice is my passport verify so he has she has to get him to say every one of those yeah, words at she's dinner. Getting desperate right. towards the end at i just remember so it's like you know what makes me hot the word passport that's exactly what it is <laughs> she realizes that she's been there for an hour and she, every word she has gotten except for the word passport so she just flat out asks him to say it that's awesome and, and he says it and, she, and she's like oh and she's like, <laughs> like alright we gotta go and, so, and they end up going and then someone mm. one of them strings all those kind of things together yeah uh, and uh one of my favorite scenes is when they finally get uh they end up getting caught by uh James L. Jones. Yeah, and they they each are asking. Oh, for this is my favorite scene. This is my yeah. favorite scene when they're. Go ahead. Well, I don't even remember. The only thing I remember is that uh, River Phoenix it wants a date wants with a girl. It's like date with one of the female agents. 
And she's like, you, <laughs> she's like, I want her phone number. Yeah. yeah. And he's and Sydney, like, you can have anything you want. You want, and she gives him his phone yeah. number. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Sydney Poitier wants like an RV, yeah. like a full RV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe that was Dan Aykroyd that wanted that. Ooh, I'd love to have. Which him. he then took to Caddyshack too. And <laughs> <laughs> this is Esther House. house. <laughs> <laughs> you suck. Let me get this. I, you pull, and I suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This this was it was all about kind of double cross, man. This was a perfect double cross but it had those elements that were in a mission impossible that it seemed like they couldn't be able to do it and right. you really wanted them to get one over on ben kingsley and it was just fun man yeah. do you have a favorite uh scene from this you or? know i i vaguely remember it i remember always thinking that it was a great movie yeah. but as far as the scenes go i don't think that i necessarily was it a particular one yeah how about you, Dave? Did that's you, my. That scene. was your scene. That's they, my scene. Yeah. Well, though I do like when David Strahan's driving. Oh the, yeah, the van, and they're trying to tell him. He's like, feels like I'm doing because really they realize that uh, Dan Aykroyd and Cindy Poitier are like held at gunpoint outside the van, and uh, Robert Redford is uh, is in the building, and they need David Strathairn to actually get behind the wheel. But you realize right. he's blind. It's a great scene where he's like mm-hmm. reading Playboy blind at the. At the, <laughs> middle of the and this was before David Strathairn got really uh, uber famous yeah. in different movies too. And this was one of the first things I saw him in. He played a Good pre- Night and Good Luck is is he was one of my favorite movies. Fabulous in that movie. And it's, he's uh, awesome in it. He played a like uh, child molesting priest where he was Oof. in one of his early movies. Movies. And I'm, I'm so glad he got out of that like uh, that's a tough, kind of thing to shake. You know, it, it is a tough. That's thing a to tough kinda... role to take. Who's the guy that played in Happiness? Oh, that was uh, the guy from the same, Thirteen from Hours. The, he's yeah. also the same guy from the. Isn't he the one he played, from the zombie? He played Robert the zombie com, the played, zombie yeah, yeah, comedy. Yeah, yeah, fight Yeah, fight Oh, he was really good. <laughs> Dylan something. Uh, yeah, but something he did Dylan. that. Thir- which we'll never talk about. Happiness, other than yeah. say the happiness. Other than the name. We're not Unless we do a fucked up pod of fucked yeah. up movies, That's that, a tough would, one that would be about. number one on fucked up movies. Uh, watch the trailer. I don't even think the trailer will tell you how fucked up. I it think is. you go on a list if you look the trailer up. I can tell you the fucked up. <laughs> don't do it. Justin. I can tell you the fucked up stuff in it, but I'll wait I'm until on we so do. many lists. Already. <laughs> I can tell you the fucked up stuff, but we'll don't. wait until the pod uh, for that. But uh, yeah, it was just a super fun movie I, you could watch this with anybody and uh, as long as they don't know a whole hell of a lot going into it it's gonna be it's gonna and be really fun it really shows how river phoenix is really good uh, so it wasn't it's just one of his later movies too yeah. it, it, and he yeah. came in as a uh, supporting actor and also dan Aykroyd. who would have thought dan Aykroyd in this movie you know you oh, would yeah. never casting this movie he yeah. would be the last name mm-hmm. you think of because he isn't a Dan Aykroyd yeah. character that we no, know. No, he's he's a usually Dan Aykroyd is going to play one of the uh, main stars. The you know, thing, yeah, absolutely. And that's a lot of these people. Everyone in this movie, Robert Redford. everyone in this movie could have been a main star. In Sydney a different oh, yeah, they, all, of them, all of them had been. Yeah, yeah. And so they just come in and they're basically. I don't know if there is a lead. I guess Redford, Robert Redford, Redford probably, might yeah, be he the was lead. probably the leader of the team. Ben Kingsley, uh, kind but of. these guys came in as they're almost all supporting actors, yeah. and they yeah. just nail it. Uh, really fabulous movie, so I, I suggest everyone to check out Sneakers. That's a if you're, Weird name if you're the director too. of that, you you can you can list off your resume just oh, off that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've directed some greats. Yeah, yeah. Ben Kingsley, yeah. Sidney Poitier, it's Robert Redford. Robert Redford. Redford. <laughs> it's the type of movie that you don't have to guess where most of the money went to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. you know where it went. Yeah. All right, Justin, what you got? Number one. All right, number one. Paul's favorite on all of our lists. <laughs> Why don't I believe this? <laughs> we got Denzel Washington, Jodie Foster. So far, so good. Clive Owen. Oh, yeah. I like it. Inside Man. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's where you lost me. Well, I never saw it. So arguably, I just saw it yesterday for the first time. And I just like happened it. to notice. I, I was looking at your list, and I just happened to notice it on Netflix, and I was like, "Oh well, check it's it how out." How dedicated that guy is! Uh, I know, right? And I really wanted to like it, and there were stuff on it that wasn't that bad. I'm the, the I'm one of the biggest Denzel Washington fans ever. I love him. The problem mm. with it is it's Spike Lee, and I don't like many Spike Lee movies. Yeah, really, the only just... one that I the only one I dislike. He's always got an agenda that ends up bleeding through in a lot Which of his movies. Which I don't movies. mind. I don't mind. I don't mind. Because he's got times. a platform. He should say that stuff. And I like but, uh, I like Do the Right Thing. Do the Right Thing was probably the only movie of his that I really, really enjoy. Uh, but the problem with me with this movie, before you get into it, is there's not a single likable character in it. I, I could give really? a shit about any of these characters. Okay. And it's the ending. And I think that's the problem with a lot of Spike Lee movies is the ending was super weak and it's super... It uh, was unsatisfying? It's, it's like... Un- <laughs> Like to the point where no, he wouldn't do that, and no, he wouldn't do that. And I'll I'll tell you an example of uh, there's a lot of examples in this movie of casting uh, a character that you know immediately is going to be bad, where you don't supposed to know Ziggy from uh, from oh, the wires from in this. And the yeah. second you see him, he's one of the bad guys. Guarantee it. Yeah. Guarantee he's one of the bad guys <laughs> because he plays a bad he's guy. Either that or he's scumbagish. Yeah, he but, always plays a scumbag in everything he's in. Well, yeah, but if you saw this before <laughs> he, he was like Ziggy from The Wire, the wire then yeah, you well, wouldn't have, you know. Maybe. But uh, also the uh, the title. I don't get the title at all. I don't get it at all. Who's what's the, the name of it man? again? What, what's the in, who's the inside man in this? Clive Owen. Is he really an inside man? He's inside the entire time they're looking for him. Well, that's what they're going uh, with? As, yeah. he's, as opposed to being like a guy on the inside of the organization? Right, yeah. Yeah. So, I never saw it, so right. sell me on it, Justin. So Come on. So you got Denzel Washington. He's a detective, and he, there's some kind of scandal with a check cashing fraud going on with him that like $140,000 is just missing, and he's like the main person they're looking at. Clive Owen is the main person. No, no Denzel Den- Washington. But um, he's also a cop. Yeah. Denzel Washington is a cop. Clive Owen is the main bank robber. Okay. Um, so he's got that situation going on. Clive Owen, you know, is started to rob this bank. Um, and it doesn't take long. There's not prep no, for it yeah. or anything. It starts right off. Yeah, it starts right off. And, and I was happy at the beginning of it. I was like, oh, this is good. I would own this movie. Yeah, Clive Owen's basically explaining the scenario, the like who, what, where, when. He doesn't explain the why. You know what I mean? So um, this bank robbery starts off. Denzel Washington is the lead detective. And there's like 50 people in the bank. They make them like take their clothes off down to their uh, underwear. Get rid of their cell phones. Yeah, get rid of their cell phones. Like, you know, they're very methodical. Okay. He put them all in jail. I've seen this movie. Oh, okay. okay. I have seen it. Yeah. Okay. It was, it's in, I'm in the middle between you and him. Yeah, I mean, I I, I thought it was, the problem is, is I like anything with Denzel in it. Denzel Washington. Yeah, I feel you. Everything. And, And the movie could, blow and i'm still gonna watch yeah. it yeah that's like i loved uh deja vu a lot of people hated that movie i thought it was awesome I never so. seen it. exactly yeah. uh, <laughs> or maybe i didn't i just haven't remembered yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm blocking it out um deja vu. so base so this bank robbery is going on and you know this bank's full of money um who's the guy do you remember his uh the his bank owner's his, name oh well, christopher Plummer. okay yeah, yeah, yeah. so he Bain owns comes down to the bank. Yeah. What's that? He comes down to Eventually, he does. Yeah. Jody Foster plays kind of the fixer. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I totally have seen this movie. Okay. Yeah. All right. Then I don't have to go into as much detail. So, um, yeah. Basically, Christopher Plummer has got stuff in his safety deposit box, and he knows for a fact that that's what they're in there to get. Yeah. Right. To discredit yeah. him. Something yeah. really bad. Yeah. In there. Um, I mean, should I just go ahead and say what it is, or... 
It's got to be Nazi stuff, right? Yeah. They tell you. They don't. It's not like a hidden thing. They kind of reveal that soon. Yeah, it's not movie. like. Yeah. yeah. So basically. It's when, the smoking gun, though. Yeah, yeah. When he was. It was in like 1947. He, he was. He was a, a Jewish guy who profited off the Nazis. Oh, His right. whole bank and organization. and his, oh, All his man. money were was funded by Oof, the blood right. of. But he spent the rest of his life trying to do good things, but. He got, Too late. Yeah, he got rich <laughs> off of the Holocaust. Th- th- there's there's probably like five different things that seem completely unbelievable in this movie, and one of them is the fact that he would keep the smoking gun evidence in a friggin' box instead Why of destroying it. Why do serious killers keep trophies, trophies from yeah. their yeah, things? This, they... this guy's not a serial killer. He's, no, I know, he's but... some guy who's intentionally trying to do well, good I mean, and he... get away from his past. And that's instead true. Of getting, I agree with you. I do agree with you. I do agree. Past, with you. Instead yeah. of just shredding he it shit, yeah. he just leaves it there for somebody to find someday. Right. Um, well, you would you would almost think you had a reasonable accept uh, a reasonable level of privacy if you had in a safety deposit box in a bank that you why keep it? That's right. No, I agree with you. Go back there and look well, at it. Or something. I mean, hell, maybe it's something that you know. Well, I got to remember where I come from, and if I maybe. get rid of it, you know, I, don't I know, could see don't, why people no. keep it. I wouldn't keep it. Yeah, I wouldn't either. <laughs> I, I couldn't see this. Not this particular thing. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it was, was made a, no it was sense. a diamond. You know, the size of yeah, your, like a traceable diamond and basically a dossier of all the crap he did. Right? Why would you keep that? It well, you never know. Stuff. You might need it. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you got to trade that stuff. Yeah. But and what was interesting about it? They did like a quick change type of thing where a lot of the hostages yeah. were actually mm-hmm. part of the gang. The bank robbery was extremely no, was well yeah, planned. And it was they good. sent them out dressed like them too. Yeah. Everybody like was wearing the same yeah. painters outfit the and the mask thing, over and their you, face. And, uh, and you, one of the girls was in on Ziggy was one of the guys that were uh, part of it and you should mention denzel's kind of right hand man was the guy from 12 years a slave mm-hmm. he, he yeah was, yeah who's really good who also, also did william defoe american uh, gangster william defoe which was oddly cast as I such a minor really, character but i thought he was really good in that <laughs> he role. might be the one likable character yeah in it too because i, I did not like denzel denzel was a fucking asshole and a scumbag and easily mm, bought right. and easily did not give well a he wasn't easily bought he played everybody he was you know yeah but you could you could tell certain uh, shortly into the movie, that that hundred forty thousand dollars, yeah, he totally probably stole that. No, he he didn't. That was the whole thing. Is do you know for a fact he didn't though? Yeah, because at the end they said, you know, they said, hey, by the way, just in case you were wondering, they found that hundred and forty thousand uh, yeah, dollars. And he said, don't you want to under? Don't you want to know where it was? He said, my house. And he said, nope. And he said, then I don't want to know. Yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, that, that would be the only question I'd ask. One of the other key ones that bothered me was. Like, Clive Owen's staying in the bank for a week, and he just happens to come out the same time fucking well, Denzel that's, that's And he just moving. happened to bump into him on purpose to give him a diamond? Yeah, uh, that's I mean... That's so fucking stupid. But, it, <laughs> but at the same time, it's genius because he's bragging right there. Because when he told him, he asked him, he said, how are you going to get out of here? And he said, I'm going to walk right out that front door, you know, and... Just so happened, yeah, you know. But still, that was that was your your sticky bandits, your wet bandits. It's your you calling do, you, card, you, you know. I, I get what Paul's at. I must have suspended a lot of disbelief and some of that stuff. I do it often because some those are some of the things that bother me sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's like he, that person would never do that. That right. person no, would never do that. There was a lot that. of moments that that person would never do that over mm-hmm. and over again. They wouldn't do that, mm-hmm. and it just they just added up and added up yeah. and added up to me. And then and they broke and then Paul's, that, Paul had a meter and he crossed the line. <laughs> and I got it like in my card on. I'm in the red. To buy, yeah. and I'm like delete. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 
You That's the problem with I have with most uh, um, Spike Lee movies. They start out really well, and then eventually I'm like, eh. Like, I can't stand Summer of Sam, and I should have loved it, and I wanted to love it, and it was just... I like the... Uh, you're right. The first hour was great. It was good, and then it was just too much about making Italians look bad or... Well, he sure doesn't like Italians, does he? <laughs> he, he really doesn't. Uh, Spike Lee really doesn't like Italians. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I thought it was a really good movie. I really like. I said there was there was good scenes in it. There mm-hmm. was definitely good scenes in it, and I wanted it to be a lot better than I uh, ultimately thought it uh, thought it was. And I, I still, I think that name of it's kind of weak. Uh, I got one that's good. Go for it. This movie is awesome. <laughs> I love this movie. I, I can watch it whenever. I can put a scene on it from wherever. Ronan. Ah. I love fucking Now, I've Ronan, only man. seen this like twice, but I remember it being really, so good. really so good. So smart and such a genius spy heist movie. Yeah. yeah. So good. So good. And it was De Niro at the top of his De Niro game. De Niro at the top of his game. It took place in Europe. Uh, Natasha McCone, who I love. I don't know whatever happened to her. She was so great. She was in uh, Truman Show and. Uh, Damn, she was in a lot of different movies. I loved Natasha McCone back yeah, then. Yeah, the, the movie was a journey. Yep. And Sean Bean, Sean Bean super young. It. You got Stellan Skarsgård, who's, who's uh, a really young. Who's a wacky in this? Who's a wacky guy? Skarsgård played oh, a crazy yeah, yeah, person. Crazy remember when he remember we took the guy to the playground? Oh, yeah. And he was oh, like... that was crazy, yeah. And he was like, had a scope on a girl, and he like... The, the guy, guy next him. to him pushed him, and the bullet went like right by the girl's head. Oh and he's like, shit! He's he like, I dead. was willing to kill her, and I don't even know her. He's like, I don't like you. Oh fuck! <laughs> yeah, give us the uh, the premise. So it starts right off. It like, starts right out. I love. So the way what it you know is similar is, to like disorganized crime in the way like you don't. A crew know got assembled guys. to yeah. steal something. Yeah, and none of them know each other. None of them know each other. So you see the you start out from the point of view of Robert De Niro. Mm-hmm. He walks in to the bar. He like hides the gun in the back. Yep, not knowing what not he's gonna walk knowing in. what he's walking into. He's like, I never walk into some place. I don't know how to. Leon, we of. should mention. Uh, yeah, John Leon. John, John Renault was really good in this. The guy from really, uh, really the professional. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for something else, he was in, and you're not too oh. familiar with it. This is a great movie. Yeah. So they all meet. They go to the, they go to the safe house where they're going to plan the job, and he goes through the job, and him and Sean Beam and and De Niro all, and just start feuding immediately because mm-hmm. he didn't and. He embarrassed the shit out of him because he said he wasn't. Remember, he's like, Sean Bean said, I was in the Royal Navy. He's like, what's the call of the boathouse in Hereford? What's the call of the boathouse in Hereford? <laughs> and he's like, fuck you, man. And then Jimmy <laughs> No asked him later. He's like, what is the color of the boathouse? And, and um, he's, like, Ro- he's like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, li- he literally beat middle Sean Bean so much that they, they let him go. They, they, get, they like dismiss him. They, they pay oh, him off wow. and just let him get the hell out because of Because of that. That was a great scene in the tunnel yeah. when they're going to exchange money mm-hmm. for yeah, guns. That was really good. And uh, that was a great scene. But it, it still was just a prelude. That was just to get the guns. Yep. And they had the awesome the Audi A8. The car scenes in this But the chase so scenes good, in the south of France mm-hmm. were just amazing. The, the great scene where him and Natasha yeah. Lacone went well, to kind of act like a yeah. couple. Well, that's why, that's why it kind of reminded me in, in Hudson Hawk when yeah. he threw the elephant just into to the thing did you test it but I don't know if you remember he, he like wanted to test the reaction of the security team that was yeah. guarding the guy with the case right so he leaned like a coat rack against yeah. one of the luggage racks so mm-hmm. when someone pulled the luggage rack away the coat rack would just go pow oh wow and then you see him all pull their guns and then he, and he takes like, a whole bunch of pictures snapping a bunch of photos oh wow of it and it was it was just they planned everything down and then they go and he gets shot 
When they do the job, yeah. When, when they, they do, do the job, job. Stellan steals the case and you realize that it's painted. Yeah. And he's got to oh, yeah. throw the case away and yeah. you realize it's not the real case. Stellan Stellan Scar- gives him the case. He's like, you take it and run. So he's running and then he looks at his hands and they could, it was fresh paint. Oh, and shit. Threw it. And it and just blew. Boom. Oh, but man. But yeah, when he gets shot and he go, has to go to Michael Lonsdale. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that guy's great. He's from... Um, uh, Moonraker. He's the uh, Bond villain Munich. Moonraker. And he's in Munich. But yeah, he's the Bond villain. He is the Bond villain from Moonraker. We're really <laughs> young in that movie. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, you have to see Robert De Niro has to talk them through removing the bullet from his I kind of remember that, yeah. Oh, that was so good. Because when, when you get shot, you get infection... Yeah. From foreign material and you know, like a piece of shirt, the bullet itself. Oh right! Know, hopefully, yeah. I'm getting this right, Maria. <laughs> but yeah. You get infection. You have to get all that stuff out of there. You have right. to clean the wound. But he, they did not. He talks him out. He's got that great scene once yeah. they finally get because yeah. he slips off of it a couple times. You could see Daryl just sweating his ass it's like, off. Get it all. Get it all. And then when he finally does, all right. If you don't mind, I'm, I'm going to pass out now. <laughs> but it also has that great I love the discussion with him and Michael Lonsdale where he talks about what a Ronin is you know a disgraced yeah. samurai who has to kind of go on his own after we've he, all seen uh, Keanu Reeves movie yeah man <laughs> and uh, I haven't I haven't have you yeah. was it good uh, yeah. Uh, yeah it was pretty good uh, but yeah it explains what the Ronin is yeah. and it's connection which is but fascinating it, it goes all the way down to that uh, the ice skating uh, oh, scene at which the is end. one of the greatest scenes. Yep. That's an awesome scene. When they realize that the connection, when they uh, they realize the case is for skates at the end, and they realize, oh, this is a big Russian kind of... Uh, <clears throat> Russians <clears throat> love their fucking Russian, uh, ice skating. Ice skating thing going on. So the whole thing happens at the very end, and that's where Stellan kind of gets it uh, at the end, and he has to slip into the... Uh, <clears throat> also has, uh, what's his name, uh, <clears throat> from uh, Brazil, and... Uh, Damn, Jonathan Prince. Okay, yeah. yeah remember, he was yeah. one of the uh, the guys. One of the henchmen. One of the henchmen who was kind of in the crowd at the end. That oh, that chase through the Coliseum? Yeah, the chase through the Coliseum and all that. The landmarks were great. This, everything was great. It was super, a first-rate movie. Super, the script super was tight. smart and tight. You know, it, what, there was nothing remotely uh, silly or comical about it. It was very, like you said, it was a very tight, tight script. Very acted well. Amazing. It was a very good one for your number one there and it has some of the best car chasing yep it, there was nothing to dislike about ronin that's one of those movies that a lot of people don't talk about it too back in the day it was one of those things that i think everyone knew was just um, a higher-end movie but peter sevchik was think, one of his favorite was one movies. of his and it, a lot of good stuff in like uh over europe too it was all none of it was, it was all here. throughout europe yeah yeah, yeah. and Robert. then you find out at the end you we didn't mention this i don't know if it ruins or not you find yeah. out at the end robin de niro was is he's FBI. not. He's an FBI. Yeah, he's like not ex-CIA. Oh, shit. He's yeah. Or CIA. He's, he's CIA. He's oh, like, wow. Because at some point he needs to call one of his guys yeah. mm-hmm. to get info from. Uh-huh. Uh, and it kind of puts it in your head yeah. that something must be. Or Yeah. He goes up to this guy. He's like, he's asked him for a cigarette. He's like, how did you know I speak English? He's like, carrying the Wall Street Journal. And then he's like, I thought you were out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really cool. All right, my number one to keep it on De Niro here. And, nice. Uh, and, oh, I know what he's going to say. Oh, this is so good. <laughs> uh, and like I said, we're not talking about Heat here, but Heat would normally be, if we didn't talk about it uh, in several other pods, it would be on Yeah, the, to put it on a show list. for a while. But yeah. uh, to make up for that, we do have another great De Niro one, and this is uh, Frank Oz's The Score. Oh, such a great, fantastic Another movie. one I know I've seen, but it's, it's vague. So great. Ed Norton, Ed Norton is so amazing. good in this movie. And this was all... So you got De Niro, who's a master thief, 
Brando. And Marlon Brando is his kind of guy that gets all the jobs for him. Handle it. And uh, Ed Norton is a guy that they have in the Montreal uh, auction uh, house. He's, they, isn't he like the up-and-comer? Like, yeah, he's the up-and-comer. Like De Niro thing. wants to get out, but he's got a restaurant, and he wants to... Yeah, get like a one big payout. It's always one. It's always one last job, man. Yeah, you, you never. And then you know what? The next time it's just one last job, yeah. and then the next time it's just one last job. But you've got uh, Ed Norton, who's un- so unbelievably dedicated that he's taken this job as a janitor, and he's taken on this persona as this like mentally challenged guy named okay, Brian. Daddy. Okay, Daddy. Okay, Daddy. Okay. <laughs> he put fingerprints on my uh, window, Daddy. I can't oh, have that. So he he created great. this like character where you really. He's done this before. He too. has. He and. And he did it at a certain level in Primal Fear, but not uh-huh. as much to this level. And uh, you really thought he was mentally challenged in this. And he had he must have been in that auction house for like six months. Oh, uh, wow. Whereas some of the other people he really goes in every him. day. He goes in every day. He has this, like, he almost looks like he has cerebral palsy. Yeah. But he also has other problems going on where he, he may have had balls palsy, too, because the right side of his face is kind of slanted. And he goes in there, and he just cleans the floors, mm. and he buys his time. A couple of times he snaps out of it quick, and it's pretty remarkable to watch him go from... Well, Brando brings him the job, brings De Niro the job, and he's like, we got an inside guy at the auction house. And then uh, uh, Ed Norton runs into De Niro on the street, and he asks him for directions. He's like, can you help me find this place? Can you help me find this place? And he's like, go down there. And he says, thank you, Nick. And and then De Niro realizes he knows who he is because he said his name. Right. And then he snaps out of it, and he says, I'm... I'm, What's his name? I'm... Brando's inside guy and everything. We should talk someday, sometime. And De Niro just walks away, just completely walks away. Because you yeah. never suspect uh, the mentally challenged. Yeah, I was kidding. Him, and he didn't want him to meeting him on the street or anything was like yeah, uh, improper. So remember, he sends his that big kind of Samoan guy that works for oh, De Niro yeah, yeah. to go and try to beat up uh, Ed Norton, and uh, uh, Ed Norton whoops his, his ass, his ass <laughs> oh, with, yeah. with his own baseball bat, Damn. and then shows up. Then De Niro's shows up ass. with the guy. No, with the bat. And uh, remember, he calls him on the phone. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he's right here. Don't worry, I'll call you later. And he, he says, you know, if you don't want to do this job, that's fine. He says, you approach me like a man. You don't send your thugs to beat me up and everything. Mm-hmm. So then he, uh, you, you realize that uh, that he does have an actual scheme, and he goes through and tells what's going on. And uh-huh. what, what's happening is there's this, this gold scepter that has been transported in the leg of a piano. And he knew about the scepter, and he knew about the piano, and there's one time where he's he's – in his in his janitor persona, and they're burning parts of the piano because it came in with because the, it came in and uh, they realized the, that it was useless or something. No, they don't had, realize it had bugs. Yeah, that's right. And, and you have to in customs, you have to quarantine yeah. anything wood coming from oh, another country because yeah. you don't want to spread an infestation of right. bugs that aren't here. But Ed Norton knows that the leg has got the scepter in it, so while it's burning, he has to act quick and he. He gets his fellow. Yeah. Uh, Danny, there's something in there. There's something in the fire. There's something in the fire, and they look at it and they pull it out, and then sure as shit, it's the scepter. Uh, but then after and, they find it, they increase security yeah. and they put it in a box and they put it in the safe. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of the like all a lot of these great heist movies, it's all about how do we get in the safe. And I love how when they he shows how he's going to get into it to uh, to Ed Norton, and uh, he's like, "Is that even possible?" He's like, "It's just physics." And uh, they kind of work out this plan where he's going to. Uh, He's going to, uh, Ed Norton, while he's inside, is going to slip away and he's going to turn the cameras off and put a pre recorded thing on there. And De Niro is going to come up from the sewer and he's going to, he does this great thing where he's like sliding in up top into the cage. And right when uh, yeah. Ed Norton gives him the single he, signal, he drops down and he's got a certain amount of time. And what he's doing is he's, he drills a hole in the top of the safe 
and he drops a charge in there, and then they fill it with water. He fills it with water yeah. first, mm-hmm. then drops the uh, charge in there and implodes it so the, the front of the safe just blows off. Oh, nice. And everything. But the the Ed Norton kind of gets uh, kind of shunned by De Niro several times in the movie, and you realize, man, he's going to screw De Niro over. Uh-huh. You can feel it coming, and you, you realize it's coming because he makes him wait when he's going to cut the cameras, and Ed Norton's just standing back, and you know that he's just... You don't know what he's waiting for, but he's just making De Niro sweat until, until De Niro gets to the point where he's like, we're calling it off. We're calling it off. And uh, he's like, no, no, we're good. We're good. Let's go. But one of the best scenes for me personally oh, yeah. is when his uh, the, the guy that he worked, the guy with Ed Norton works with, this old guy named Danny that's been dealing with Ed Norton for six months and their friends and everything sneaks down to the basement because he can't find Ed Norton's character and he goes into the uh, the room and Ed Norton puts a gun to his head and says, don't move or I'll kill you. And he doesn't recognize a voice and he says, turn around. And he turns around and you can see the guy's face when he realizes, oh my God, we've all been had. Oh, it's, it's, it's Ed Norton and Ed Norton's going to rob this place and everything. And right when De Niro gets the scepter, uh, Ed Norton's there with a gun on his on him and says, hand me the scepter. And he's like, what are you doing? Don't do this. He says, we all make out on top on this. There's no reason for you to screw me over. And he's like, yeah, well, you should have made me a partner and you shouldn't have belittled me in this. And he says, you give it to me now and take your mask off. And he's like, you got five seconds. You got to run for that tunnel or you got to smile for that camera. And he takes the bag that De Niro just stolen the scepter with, puts it on his shoulder, and mm-hmm. they both book it at the same time. He calls uh, him later, doesn't he? Yeah, he calls him. And, to gloat more. And yeah, he, <laughs> Ed Norton calls him and he gloats more. And he, he's like, he's like, you got nothing. He He's like, oh, I got something. He's like, you sure? You sure you got something? Yeah. And he says, at some, at what point did you think you were better than me? And then uh, Ed Norton. Well, you see a look on his face. Yeah, I'm like, going to ruin it a little bit here. But he's ruin like, it. Go ahead. He's like, uh, he's like, you got nothing. And he's like, oh, I got something. He says, do you? Do you got something? And then Ed Norton in his head, he's like, oh, my God. He yeah. reaches down Switch and opens. He opens the bag and <laughs> realizes they've been practicing with this metal pipe. Mm. Lead pipe with like. With like a top to it. And it, yeah. it kind of it's resembles kind of, the yeah, size. And weight. After we be in the same yeah. weight. And realized that De Niro put it in there, man. And yeah. It just you can see, uh, you can see the disappointment go across. It's so rewarding. <laughs> oh, it's so yeah. rewarding yeah. to see it. It's when the, du- when, so the, when the double crosser gets double crossed. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. God. And he's like, "All right, nice move, nice move. I guess we can work this out." And he's like, "Nope." He says, "I'll see you next time, kid." And oh. he just hangs the, up the phone, and hell yeah, you see him take off with Angela Bassett, who is his girlfriend in the movie, and it just leaves. You see the news feed of this is the guy we're looking yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh it's yeah, got, it's got his face oh, on it man. so i don't know how ed norton ever thought he was gonna get away with it in the first place yeah no you know? i mean at least he thought he was gonna get away with the money in his hand right <laughs> but i mean that's the other thing too is if you're gonna be in the middle of that robbery and put somebody at gunpoint then change your voice to your normal thing and yeah. have them turn around well, that's what it was too because you have to kill them because you're screwed realistically you know? what uh should have happened is uh if if that guy Danny didn't catch him, he would have had to just keep showing up for work. Yeah, you know, if yeah. he had showed up for work for another three or four or six months and then eventually quit, yeah, he would have got away with it, and they all would have made out money. And uh, and I'm sure uh, Brando didn't get screwed. I'm sure De Niro gave him his due because like he, he was, was getting ready to go under. Right, he had a bunch of pressure. on Yeah, him. he had a lot of. Uh, he was dealing with uh, another gangster who was uh, pressuring with money, so he really. Um, needed to, uh, is this the know. movie where he gave Frank Oz a yeah, hard time? Yeah, yeah, it was really sad that. Uh, uh, Brando was kind of notoriously a dick. a dick on the set. Yeah, and, I remember uh, this. One. I'm sure he, kept, he was a dick. He kept Frank Oz. Board. If a lot of people don't know, Frank Oz got famous for uh, 
for being a Muppet. Uh, kind of, uh, he was Miss Piggy. He was Fozzie Bear. Fozzie Bear. He, a lot yeah. of different characters. But he started the Muppets with uh, Jim Henson, and then he went on to be a great director. Did uh, What About Bob and a lot of really <laughs> great classic movies that we all love. But apparently Brando was so disrespectful to him that he called him Miss Piggy on the set. Like he wouldn't act noises. with him. He wouldn't yeah. act with him on the set. He yeah. made Frank made the director Oz leave the set. Leave the set so he could so do his second unit guy. And basically, Brando threw the dialogue out to him, made up all his own dialogue. I've seen uh, like outtakes for this, and it's just asshole. him and De Niro doing. Like he would let De Niro basically direct him because he has a kind of. Uh, friendship with De Niro and everything. It's, it, it's one of Brando's last films. And I mean, you could have went out like a gentleman, but he kind of went out kind of with that kind of persona of I'm a womanizer yeah. and I'm an asshole. And I'm to an the very end. To the very <laughs> end, man, you know? Yes. There is one common theme with all these movies and it's the, the tenseness that gets built up yeah. with like... With sneakers like and crossing the across the oh yeah the ceiling oh, yeah, absolutely dodging cameras and lasers yeah it, it all creates even the Mission Impossible's yeah. could have been a lot absolutely. on this list oh yeah absolutely. any of those little th- it all creates the thing that people that watch these movies oh are the craving. tension yeah. or you get like shifting in your seat and you're like sometimes yeah. I sometimes I get myself like. Oh worked God. up, he's yeah. gonna get caught. He's yeah. gonna get fucking caught. They're like, right, yeah. it's, a, it's like, oh, this is tense. Well, this is difficult. Yeah. This is difficult. And that's why this was my number <laughs> one. Because, the room, man. <laughs> really, because of all my movies, at least on my list, the score was the one that had the most tension, man. When you mm. were like, oh man, anything could happen, and you just yeah. want, and you really wanted uh, a lot of these movies. It, excuse me, it goes both ways. Where you kind of a lot of the movies you want the cop to catch the criminal, and a right. lot of the movies you want the criminal to get away with. It. Exactly. This was a classic. I want the criminal to get away with it. Yeah. Uh, with uh, different movies like uh, Lady Killer. And that I can't was believe my, we forgot Lady Killer. And I, I think that was my problem with Inside Man is I didn't care either way. You know, uh-huh. I didn't really care. Which if it, Denzel I think found it matters. Him, it matters. If, You're right. It does matter. You want to pull for somebody. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, you know, in Inside Man. The Nazi guy got it in the end. Yeah, Denzel. and that was probably the only thing that you really wanted to happen. That yeah, he was going to get yeah kind of uh, uh, get his due for yeah. being such an asshole. And that was satisfying. Yeah, and like with uh, sneakers, it was very similar to sneakers. Where at the end, where you thought Ben Ben Kingsley thought he had the box in his hand on top yeah, of that yeah. building, and he opened it up and it was empty, and you're like, yes, <laughs> they screwed Ben Kingsley over because it's always that bad guy in these movies. They're always cocky, man. Yeah, they're always cocky as fuck. And oh yeah, just, it's it's hard to root for somebody that is that cocky. Agreed. And uh, kind of full of themselves. So yeah. <laughs> sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we root for you, man. <laughs> That's all right. We got a plan that is in effect. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you didn't even to, see it coming. Yeah. Now you see it. Now the box is empty. <laughs> What's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, man. So that, that'll about do it, man, for this one. There's a lot of great, movies on here like we said there was a lot more that could go on this is some uh, subject matter that we could probably revisit i was talking earlier today that uh we need to do a revenge pod you know because that's another one that's like it, it's like count of money christo i was just gonna say count of money money christo, is the number one you and me will probably have to fight over that oh. one but uh yeah, you can have but I, it's one of my favorite it is absolutely my favorite book of all time because it is the ultimate revenge the, mm. these stories where people wait princess, decades princess bride too. that's another one uh yeah. that is a good one uh but the uh what was great about the Conor Mike Christian was he waited decades. Yeah. He waited like 20 years to get his revenge on people and everything. And it's just so great where you can, you have that type of, uh, 
you know, the revenge is a dish best served cold, as the Romulans say. Yeah. <laughs> and, lucky, uh, lucky number 11. Yeah, yeah like that's that. a good one. I, was was I only saw that, that once, one. but it was good. I really liked that. Yeah. I thought that was really good. That could be a good revenge one, too. So yeah. start thinking of your revenge movies. That's my three. We'll, we'll do it. <laughs> I got it on record. Yeah. Johnny Handsome, I mentioned earlier, Johnny yep. Handsome is Johnny one Hansen of my favorite revenge stories, man. That was so rewarding to, to see it happen. And that's what's great about revenge movies. It's that rewarding, like, you screw somebody over uh, that uh, what is it called? Uh, uh, karma comes karma. back and will bite you in the ass. Yep. Yeah. If you don't do it right. Yeah, I try to weigh my karma out. Yeah, I know you don't want to really stays balanced. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do some nefarious shit sometimes, but you got to balance it. Yeah. Out. You don't. You don't want shit coming back to you like that. But all right, that'll do it. I think next week we're going to tackle our uh, our. Um, well, it might not be. I think next week's going to be our Marvel uh, pod, part one of our Marvel pod, but then we're going to do an 80s, our part four of an 80s pod. So uh, uh, that'll be fun to see. So if you want to uh, get a hold of us, you can always get a hold of us on Facebook or you can leave reviews on iTunes and SoundCloud. We're also on Twitter at Dupree Podcast, or you can get a hold of us on and through email at uh, fascinatedwithfilms at gmail.com. So... That's where we'll be if you want to find us. We're easy waiting to hold Waiting by the phone. We're waiting by the waiting phone, man. <laughs> we'll take your questions. Yes. You'll, we will listen to you rant about why Heat should have been on here and <laughs> all the or other... Or to uh, catch a thief. Or to, yeah, or all to this, it's just so many, the man. The thief. Yeah. <laughs> this, like I said, it's where we didn't, none of us really tackled... I know, with Gene Hackman, I was thinking yeah. about that one. None of us tackled bars. 70s or 80s uh, movies on yeah, here, so we could, I, go uh, back and, we could go back this, and just do that. This whole genre is... I mean, depending on how much you're allowed to move the latitude out. Yeah, yeah. For I mean, yeah, we like, did robberies as heists. Yeah, like Justin but you could have just talking. kept it for heists. Like yeah, like Justin asked me earlier in the week, could we do like grifter movies? And I said, ah, let's hold that off, and we'll do a specific grifter pod because because there's, there's a lot of grifter there a lot movies. Of grifter movies? movies. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. What's the one with Alec Baldwin when he? Gets his finger shot, sews his eye back. That wasn't really a grifter movie. Wasn't he a grifter in that movie? Uh, He was just a kind of a common thief. I thought he was a That was Miami Blues. Miami Blues, he was really good in that. With Pacific Um, Heights, is he a grifter? Pacific Heights, yeah. I would think Pacific Heights would definitely fit there. Or the Grifters. Yeah, I was just about to say, with the Grifters, that was the obvious (laughs) one. With John Cusack, yeah, yeah. That was great. No, but I like uh, like Confidence and Focus. Those are two of my favorites, man. That's interesting. I don't think I've seen Confidence. Oh, it's good. Yeah, I'll have um, to check it out before we do our Dustin Grifter Hoffman. Pod. Yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. Maybe I Grifters bother me more than thieves. Really, <laughs> I hate watching people get screwed over oh, by yeah. somebody. Yeah, I'll not just out, out of their money, but they believed in somebody. Well, that's yeah. the problem and with Grifters. With the score, Most... like I felt bad for that old man who really liked yeah. his uh, Edward Norton's character yeah. and was mm-hmm. like fostering him, and then to find out he got. Uh, fucked I mean, that's the, the problem with Grifters compared to a lot of these thief movies. Is Grifters, you're a lot of times you're screwing over that old people, people who have just saved their entire life, yeah. or the people, no that, conscience no, or the people that man. love you. Like, yeah, you're the it's true. People you meet. Yep. So yeah, that'll be in a future pod. So stay All tuned. Right. Till then, we'll see you later. Peace. Bye. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Mm-hmm.